Hello. How do you start a You ruined it. You ruined it. How do you start a podcast, John? I don't want to like. How do you start a podcast? I don't know. Apparently, you were the one that uh, was just breaking. Here we are. Just want to make Ep- sure it was working, man. Episode twenty. We've done this so many times where all of a sudden we're like midway through, and it's like, oh, it's not recording. Yeah, it's but it was, re- it was recording perfectly fine. I thought we were going to do a test round. Well, we're not doing a test round because okay, I'm not fine. restarting because I'm scared fine. now. No, we don't have to. Thanks. Well, I already said. I already said the thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is how you start one. You just by testing things out. That's how things are done professionally. Chaos and yeah. minimal bloodshed. Exactly. How you doing? Good. You? Good. <laughs> <laughs> you? I, oh, what were you name? No, I was. <laughs> I've got my kimono here. I know. I'm sorry. Like you're not wearing. I told you I wasn't gonna wear it today. I'm not gonna wear it without the shorts. I I was I had both of them in the car. <laughs> Coming over here, and then I got your text. You're like, I'm not wearing any of them. Like, I told you last night, man. I you was told like, me you'd had the top at least. No, I said I wasn't going to wear them unless I had the bottoms. I don't think it's. I want a, the full getup. This is just. This is for us. I don't. I don't do fifty percent. So what's the story with the kimono? Oh my goodness! <laughs> 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 so we're we're really excited to have Molly Wall on the Mo, Wall. That's how you say it, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I just want to make sure it's like it's a simple last name, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, how else would it be pronounced? Like Wally, <laughs> whale. Isn't it the ball? Isn't it just W A L L? Isn't it W A L L? Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. But like, if it's German, then it's like Val. That's true, I guess. I don't think you should assume how to say anyone's last name. I'm sorry that everybody knows how to say Christensen. Yeah, it's not everybody knows how to say Grinky. No, yours. How many times I heard Grunky? Yeah, Grunky. Yep. Okay, you know, my you bad, know how many times students <laughs> called me Mr. Cranky because it was just cranky? Yeah, yeah Mr. Cranky because cranky cranky. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Fitting. Super great. Thanks yeah, for bringing that up. There's not a whole lot you can do with my last <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Um, I don't. I um, I was looking for a birthday gift. We we never told her about the kimonos, man. That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. All right. This is why we need to do the podcast more often. We're out of sync. No, we're fine. That's <laughs> this is how it always is. So I um I was looking for a birthday gift for John, okay. um, because I feel like we're at that point in our friendship where I have to get you a birthday gift. Oh, it's <laughs> cute. And of course, I couldn't find anything, so I went down my own rabbit hole, and I found that you could get like summer kimonos, like this yeah. one that I have right here, this white one here, um, because it was going to be summer. It's a little lighter. It's 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 fine. I'm like, mm. oh, this is really cool. And then I found that that same provider, that same company that made makes them, makes them in different styles. Sure. So I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can find this style, but black instead of white. Because then I can give one to John, and I can have one, and then we'll have to be friends because we have like a uniform. Yeah, yeah, kimonos. So I mentioned it on the podcast because I wanted to know if us wearing it during the podcast would be cultural appropriation. Yeah. Because neither of us are from Japan. No, neither of us are Japanese. We're very European. But no, no one can see you. Right, <laughs> right. But it's not about whether or not people could see us. It's whether it actually happened. Uh-huh. So really, it's just mm-hmm. for us. But I want to know. You know, I don't want to build a culture of cultural appropriation. I feel like I feel like when people go to visit Japan, though, like they wear them. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's why Personally, I have it. I, I, I have it here. I'm I mean, sure we should ask. Me. We should ask somebody who's Japanese. It's we also were, America. We were literally at a Japanese restaurant last night. So we were. We should have asked Sven. We should have asked him. Yeah, <laughs> it's our waiter's yeah. name. Our waiter. Sven. Our waiter's name was Sven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think two bros wearing kimonos is just fine. Yeah. You know? Two bros chilling in a hot tub. <laughs> yep. Exactly. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Have you ever been? Uh, are you a sushi person? Have you been to uh, Azumi's? I have not. No. Just right down the right down the road. Yeah. Um, it says Asian. It's sushi and Asian cuisine. Cuisine. Okay. But one of our friends, um, Elizabeth and I's friends, is here from Sacramento visiting, okay. and he we were leaving the restaurant, and he was like looking around and like really looking intently at things. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Asian is spelled wrong. Like half the places here. Oh, wait. The interesting. Now the word Asian is spelled was wrong. spelled wrong. It's spelled wrong. Well, how is it spelled? I, I, I think it's spelled. I think the I and the, the second I, the second A and the I are mixed together are swapped. What? Yeah. I never recognized that last night. Yeah, because on the on the like sign on the door is fine. But like inside the restaurant, allegedly. That's what he told me. I believe him because oh, okay. he, he oh, is Asian. He is, yeah. It's A S I A N. Yeah, that's Asia. Yeah, A S I A. Right. Yeah. I think it was spelled A S A I N. Oh man, I did not recognize that. Yeah, and I trust his judgment. He is Asian, so. <laughs> well, that's how he spells. Yeah. Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he needs to be to see yeah, right. that Asia or Asian is spelled wrong. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Asian spelling. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they should know that. You ever see like signs in different countries where they have the sign in the native language, but then they also have it in English. Yeah. Yeah. And then like they very clearly just use Google Translate because they don't care because they're like, whatever. <laughs> English people are here. It's like fine, whatever. As I do not roast duck. And it, you're like at a <laughs> at a traffic stop where it's supposed to be like right turn only, but it's do not roast duck. It's yeah, like, I guess I'm go. not, but like where do I turn? Sure, you know. So I feel like maybe it was one of those things, and they just didn't catch yeah, something on Google right. or whatever. Just typed it. I don't go to restaurants if because of the grammar. So. Does it make you feel worse about the restaurant though? If you go to a restaurant, there's a typo in the menu. No, if their food is good, I don't care. Depends on the yeah. quality of, you know, like, if the menu is pretty, like, laminated in plastic and large, maybe then I'm, like, being a little bit snooty about it, I guess. Yeah, I feel like it depends on the restaurant. Like, if I'm, if it's a fine dining place and they're trying to be all fancy and, uh, and then there was a spelling error. And then the f- I, I don't think I'm going to yeah. stop going there. Though. I don't think I'm going to stop going, but maybe I'll judge a little Are bit. Are you going to buy the thing? That's spelled wrong? That's misspelled. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if it's something I really want, I'll probably still get it, yeah. I'm not going to hold back somebody because they spelled something wrong, you know? So, like, okay, your sister-in-law is in HR. She does recruiting, right? Sure, yeah. Julia, we've had her on the podcast. I bet if you asked her if, like, something on your resume was spelled wrong, like, they wouldn't hire that person. So why do you give a pass to a restaurant? Like, if their attention to detail is that mm-hmm. bad, I don't want, like, what's up with their, what What are they missing in the food? Well. If they spell crab with a K. Because he that can. That might be on yeah. 
the sh- yeah, that's true. The chef. But the, would you eat that crab though? Yeah, the chef. As long as he or she cooks up a mean dish, I'm still getting it. I'm saying, are you gonna give that food a chance if it's misspelled? Sure. Yeah. And then if it sucks, I'll be like, yeah, that makes sense. And if it rocks, I'll be like, ah, oh, mean a spelling error. I mean, maybe, that, maybe it depends on the price. Yeah, that's true I'm not too. Yeah. Shell out. Yeah. Thirty dollars for a meal. That's right. What's your price? What's like the range of like where you're comfortable paying for something? At like a at like a at restaurant. a restaurant, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find like, like if there's something on the menu that is ridiculously low priced, are you gonna get it? Or if like ridiculously high priced, you're gonna not get it? Like what's? I'm not asking for like your personal financial threshold. When it but comes like, to, did I tell you this? When it comes to wine, though, you're not supposed to get the medium priced. Yeah, because it's the same as the. Yeah, it's probably the price. same as the low. They just up price it. Um, I don't know. With my, I don't know what my range is. Depends on the restaurant. Like if you, I'm going if to, you go yeah. to a restaurant and the burger is like four bucks, okay, are you gonna are yeah. you like you're gonna get that burger? Yeah, I mean like Lates. Sure. Yeah, Lates yeah. burgers are like four I bucks, n- man. I've never been. Oh, you never <laughs> been to Lates? One of my buddies, well, the same friend that realized the Asian misspelling, asked me if I wanted to go to Lates. Oh but my gosh, had, dude! I'll take you there. We I'm had. Serious. Uh, it's delicious. We had to go to we were, we we went to maths because you wanted to go in the afternoon on Sunday. We yeah. had, we went to the six city maths. Yeah, no, it's so good. We'll go sometime. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So food, man. so no like no like low too low a price where you're like, hey, I'm not comfortable getting that. No, it's cheap food, but it's delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I fed six people for like less than forty bucks. What? And I we should got, be going we there. Got sides. We got and it's delicious, dude. Their burgers are like juicy, topped. With, oh man, it's amazing! But is it? You gotta go. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I'm at a restaurant and I have to pay more for thir- more than thirty bucks for a plate, like I feel uncomfortable getting it. Mm. Not because it's expensive, but that like, do I? <laughs> am I classy enough for this dish? <laughs> is it? But if it's a fine dining place, that's pretty usual. But if it's like not a fine dining and it's over thirty, I do feel yeah, I feel uncomfortable going yeah. to like. Fine dining places. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I've been to them before, but if it's not a fine dining and I'm ordering something for $30, your, I'm like, what, what am I doing? Is fine dining? Like, what are you. Like, you dress up. Like, there might be a dress code. Nothing in Manitowoc. Nothing in No, nothing in No, there's nothing. There's no, like, dress code fine dining in Manitowoc. But that, no. That, no. that's what I like about Manitowoc. Maybe there is, and we just don't know about it. No, there's, there's definitely not. I mean, like, because you go, like, more expensive places, like, maybe, like, Hala, but, like, yeah. Hala's more like expensive because it's, it's like middle of the, the road. Table. Yeah, it's like middle of the road. Um, like nice day. Nice day. I suppose like fine dining. Yeah. I suppose like Chef Fusion in Green Bay. I've been there once. Mm. Heckin' expensive. Oh yeah. Really good, but I did not feel comfortable being there. So right. Makes you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a foodie enough to be like, this is worth it for me. Yeah. It just you know. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. What's your favorite restaurant? My Manitowoc. Where are you going? Um, well, I love Ryan's, but <sighs> I can't yes. eat there because I get a stomachache. Oh, sure. oh no! Time. I, I think it's the oil they cook with. Probably they cook, oh, yeah, no. probably the greasy. That's too bad. Canola oil. It's the best place in Manitoba. Yeah, it's delicious. I, I love it. The San Fran garlic noodles. I'm with you though. Sometimes I like, oh, but it's so good. Yeah, I'll I'll be like, I have to weigh. Is it worth it? <laughs> well, sometimes I decide it is, but yeah. if I like need to go to bed and be up early, I'm like, nah, I don't want to have heartburn. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's probably 
Probably top of my list, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryan's does not does not pay us for this advertisement. No, we've mentioned it multiple times, though. It it is the best place in Manitowoc. Yeah, I, I like their food for real. For real. Yeah. For real. If yeah, anybody ever asks me, you got their cheese brick. Yes. The fried cheese brick. Is that what is that what gives <laughs> you the like no, Harper? No. <laughs> no, just anything no. that's fried. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, our digestive tracts don't like that stuff. The the first time someone told me, I think it was the second time I went there. One of our friends, mutual friends, asked. He he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the fried cheese." Like, what does that mean? He's like, "Oh, they take like a brick of cheese and fry it." I'm like, "All right, you, you jack wagon, you sarcastic." And then we got it. Whatever. Then he got it. And yeah. so that's what it is. It's a brick of cheese, and they I just think I was there. throw it in the deep fryer. I, I was there for this. Was it a boys' brunch thing? It was a boys' brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was just like, what am I supposed to do with this? What do I do with this amount of cheese? It was delicious, though. It was delicious, but then I'm like, what do I do with this amount of cheese? You eat it, man. <laughs> what does my body do with this cheese? <laughs> you eat it like a true Wisconsin. Well, right, and if, you're, if like Mike and I have gotten that and split it, and it's like, well, I'm not eating more than one, because I cut it into like four triangles. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, I'm not eating more than one of those, and even <laughs> that is a bit much. And you can't take it home, either. Because it's like, you're not going to like it's reheat fried that. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to reheat fried cheese. I, mean, I guess you could eat it cold, whatever. Take, yeah, the, take the breading off and then just like slice it on your sandwiches or something. <laughs> just get trees done. Yeah, what kind of cheese is yeah. it? I feel like it's like the... Like a cheddar? Mild what cheddar? is that cheese? Do you think it's Velveeta? I don't think it's Velveeta. No. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not Velveeta. <laughs> Is Velveeta even cheese? Can we can we call that cheese? It cheese spread. Cheese yeah, food. yeah. Cho- I think it's yeah. I think it's definitionally not cheese. No. Because I don't even think they call Kraft Singles cheese. No. Yeah. Anyways, what about welcome like, to the show. What about like cheese? What about like cheese whiz? No, no that's not cheese. It's so like when I was a kiddo, my grandpa would he he would have he would give us like a box of chicken and a biscuit. Okay. Which is the greatest thing in the world. It's got chicken on it. It's adorable. The box, not the cracker. Oh, okay, all right. And then like I think of easy cheese and that's what yeah. we would eat. It was just like <laughs> some of my best memories. Yeah, that's not cheese. Oh, I know but, it's not cheese. Yeah. There's no way it was in the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> not in the refrigerator. <laughs> Comes out liquid. <laughs> you, you gotta shake it up. <laughs> There's aerosol in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the stuff we eat as Americans, man. Yeah, we're actually going Proud to. Of it. Um, we're going to be going on a road trip. We're leaving on Friday, and um, our first major stop is going to be Philadelphia. And nice. So everybody's excited to get some Philly cheesesteaks, but I'm not all. <laughs> I'm not all about that. The, the cheese whiz or whatever's on there. It's not really my jam. Where's Where's the destination? What's the destination? Uh, the main destination will be. Acadia National Park in Maine. Oh, oh right beautiful. on. Beautiful. Nice. Nice. Are you, are you going to Boston? We will. Yeah. Boston. I'm hoping, so our, I'm, I'm really hoping, so, you know, say a little prayer that we get where we need to be on time, yeah. but um, we wouldn't make it to Boston until like Sunday evening, but there is a mass at 530 at the Cathedral of the Holy Cross. Oh, yeah. yeah that'd be so oh, cool. Yeah. So cool, man. So I'm, I'm really hoping. I hope you guys make it. Yeah. You see some of the, um, you're going to Philadelphia, Boston, are you going to see some, like, stop at some revolutionary sites? Yeah, definitely. Independence Hall. Yep. Oh, 
that's yeah so I'm kind of excited about the history on this trip I think uh, we usually do a, a road trip every year and we are trying to get to as many states as possible um, and this trip I think is a little bit more history rich than yeah oh, have been in the nice. past usually you know it's kind of either like more museum-y or more nature um, this will be a bit of a combination of both mm-hmm. have you ever been to Boston I haven't no oh my gosh well, it's no, amazing we were Boston. there through Boston once yeah. um, when we had to change flights once. But If you're a big history person or anyone in your family is, it's like the best. Boston. You, you just like walk and they're like, here's a historical thing next to this big building, but it's like well-preserved. Yeah. Everything's yeah. well-preserved there. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, doing an independence uh, or revolutionary kind of tour, early yeah. colonial America tours on my bucket list. It's just hard to, I don't like big cities. <laughs> Boston's easy to get around though. That's not good, what it is. It's, the, it's not the getting around part. It's just I don't like oh. the amount of people. Oh, it's not that bad. Which is why, like, it, why is Tokyo on my bucket list? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to go to like, Tokyo. I don't, uh, American cities. Okay. Far different than than Tokyo. It's, uh, it's not too bad. I've never had a good time in any big city. You would like Boston. I know you. I, know I don't. You. It's <laughs> like spread it. apart. It's not like, it's not like New York where it's like, here's... 10 million people on an island yeah. it's like spread apart a little bit more so there's so, 10 million people on two islands no it's not even 10 million people <laughs> it's not even they close yeah. <laughs> boston's a big city but it's not it's not new york city so. sure i'm not but. a big fan of big cities either so i'll let you know okay yeah, let me know yeah it's gonna be it'll yeah. be good you'll be fine yeah. yeah but welcome to the show <laughs> good to have you on <laughs> that yeah. is. so <laughs> we can talk about vacation for a while but, uh, I like vacation. We're we're taking a Wisconsin road trip this year. Nice. Yeah, nice. Because Elizabeth wanted to go to like Zion National Park, which I would be a big fan of. But she wants to fly out of Oshkosh to Las Vegas and then drive from Vegas to Zion. I'm like, I'm not doing that. No. I don't want to. I don't want to do a. I don't want to do a whole to do again this year. We just went to Phoenix, so yeah, it's just fair. not. Uh, I'd rather just like drive around Wisconsin. Yeah. Stop at sure. some places and nice. see some of our beautiful state parks that we have here. Yeah. Wisconsin's pretty incredible. I mean, we've been a lot of places and, um, I mean, Wisconsin holds up, I think. You know, we've got two major lakes and mm-hmm. the Mississippi and there's the bluffs over on that side mm-hmm. of the state. And yeah. We were just up um, mm-hmm. visiting, like we went up to the Apostle Islands a few weeks back and then went to uh, like Copper Falls in Mellon, kind of in the middle of the North Woods, um, so that was that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, just just in some things. Um, so, uh, thanks for thanks so much for for coming on, Molly. Um, we were kind of chatting before the show, and it's always really exciting for John and I to have someone on that we don't like super mega know. Right. Um, I feel like the first. 18 episodes, 19 episodes have just been like a whirlwind of like people that know Cameron and John. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Except for um, one or two. Yeah, there's been a couple of episodes. Um, yeah, Roger. Is what Roger comes to mind. Uh, but um, so why don't you uh, just tell us a little bit about your about yourself and then we'll just kind of delve into your, your faith journey. Uh, yeah, I'm married to... Uh, Mike and I have four kids Ben, AJ, Ellie, Penny. They are ages 15 down through eight. 
Um, so right now I'm just in that stage of life where I've got my hands really, really full. It's, I'm, I'm a chauffeur about 90% of the time. So it's, uh, it's good. It's fun. I, I enjoy this stage that they're at. They're really, um, they're fun right now. They're able to like do a lot with us. You know, like when we go on our trips, they can keep up and, and hike, you know, I can really get in there and, and do a lot of fun stuff. They have, we have great conversations with them. So I'm enjoying this phase of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, my husband works, uh, as the general manager over at Broadway Automotive and I stayed home with my kids for 12 years, um, entirely. And then have just kind of been dabbling over the past, like five years or so, um, with working part-time. Um, so I've, you know, started out doing like, you know, working, uh, over the holidays at Kohl's one year and then ended up doing some childcare at the Y and then that kind of eventually morphed into um, teaching group fitness and personal training, which is primarily what I do now. Um, so I run my own little business, mother to mother wellness, and I work with moms on kind of regaining that fitness that they lost. Um, so many of them lost during pregnancy or that so many women have lost over the years of just being a mom because, uh, because when you're a mom, they come first and we just tend to neglect ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of help women get back on that path of taking care of them again. That's awesome. Was that a pretty easy process? Is it, is, is it, um, maybe I should rephrase, is it pretty straightforward to bounce back like as a, like human? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, I mean, I think a lot of women will tell you like, you're never going to be the same. Your body's never going to be the same. And just, just you as a human being are never going to be the same. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't kind of get bits and pieces of your old self back. Mm -hmm. And, and I think a lot of women kind of piece that together over the years, but, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it can, it can take a long time. I would say like after having a kid, it, it took me, I would say with all four of my kids, it took me about a year to kind of feel just like normal. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So your body goes through a lot. Your body goes through a lot (laughs) and, and, and just mentally it's, it's, I don't know. I think being a mom is being a parent uh, in general is probably, I don't know. I don't know what percent, but it's a large percent mental. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's days where I kind of get down on myself like, man, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. And and then I'm like, you know what? I kind of think, what was I doing today? But like, it's not like I was laying around doing nothing. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just but I think there's just so much juggling of all the things, all the tasks, all the schedules, everything that you have to do, caring about everyone else's welfare um, that, that just takes up so much of you and your life. Mm. So how did you meet Mike? Uh, we met in college. So we both went to UW Stevens Point, and we were both there for music. So we both play French horn. Um, and I also studied voice when I was there, but, um, went there for four years and then, when we got engaged, I had been getting pretty burnt out actually on school and um, I knew I just wanted to be a mom and have a family. So I actually didn't finish my degree. Um, so, oh, really? so four years in and I didn't finish. Um, but then Mike was going on to do his master's. Mm-hmm. Um, so then 
at that point in time, we were engaged. He moved down to Iowa City. I moved down there also. Um, and then during that time when he was doing his master's, we uh, we were married probably like a year into that. And then our oldest son was born during that time too. So, um, so our oldest was born in Iowa, actually. Um, yeah, so we met. That was... Well, I don't, we met when we were freshmen, but we didn't start dating until mm. we were seniors. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. So how close are you to your degree? Did you ever go back and finish? No, I did not. Um, I It probably would have been another two years. Originally, oh, really? Yeah. Originally, when I started, I was uh, on the path for education, and then I just oh. decided I just wanted to pursue performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of jumping gears like that, kind of Yeah, yeah a lot of stuff time. doesn't transfer over. Right. And then studying both horn and voice kind of um slowed that down too so so i would have still had a full two years left okay yeah it's not like 12 credits or something you just go back and knock it out in a semester or something yeah so um how does your how does uh your faith kind of work into work into all this were you catholic from the beginning or um so i was uh, my parents are both Catholic, um, confirmed Catholics, and they were married in the church. And then when my siblings and I were born, we were all um, baptized Catholic. But somewhere along the way, I I was in probably second grade um, because I was taking like CCD classes at the time. And um, I never I never finished. So I, I actually did my first reconciliation when I was young. And then I think they kind of pulled me out and and we sort of stopped attending church um when I was uh, around that age so mm-hmm. like eight or whatever mm-hmm. that is um for reasons I guess I don't 100% understand I know my dad had a lot of questions um about the church and the beliefs of the church that he felt were never adequately answered um, so, I mean, that's, that's his faith journey. I guess I won't <laughs> go too deep into that. Cause I, to be honest, I don't really know and entirely understand that. But, um, so he, I mean, my parents were always very, uh, prayerful, very faithful. I recall my dad reading the Bible a million times through and, uh, you know, listening to it on tape and, and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's, he, he is always, um, he's always has been and always is still uh very like truth seeking i guess like he's mm-hmm. always just kind of looking for answers and okay. i guess for him they weren't within the church but um so when i was little we stopped going to church and the faith um part of it was always still a big part of my life i you know i remember praying together as mm-hmm. a family growing mm-hmm. up and you know there was it was always just talk about like God will provide and God mm. comes through for us. And, you know, we just, we pray about this and we trust in God. And, um, so, I mean, that's always been a major part of my life. And I know when I got to the point where, you know, I was dating and, um, in these relationships, you know, that was important to me, like to find somebody that, that believed in God and, and had a good solid faith life. Um, not that I didn't want them to question it, but just, you know, that, that I knew that that was significant for me. So, uh, when Mike and I 
before we started dating, you know, it was, I was finally getting some of those questions answered. Like, yeah, okay, he does believe and, and he is Catholic. And that felt really comfortable to me. It just kind of felt like home, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, in spite of not having really been raised within the church, um, I just kind of felt like that was something I knew I wanted, I guess. So then did you, um, was it in college that you finished, like, the sacraments that you had missed as a kid? No. No. Uh, So then once we got engaged, um, that is, that's when we, that's when I started pursuing it. I mean, it was, we wanted to, you know, be able to have a full, um, Catholic mass wedding mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, that was important to him and I felt it was important to me and um, at that point in time I don't know that I was really researching enough about the Catholic faith to really yeah, in hindsight you know I, prob- mm-hmm. I probably should have like been more into it I guess I don't know how better to say that mm-hmm. um, you know it was it was a little bit of like well I'm doing this you know for for him and everything but but, uh, you know, we got married and, um, I was pregnant pretty quick after that. And at that point I, I remember it started becoming more important to me and I really started like learning a lot more about the faith and mm-hmm. researching and asking questions and reading and, um, and then, I don't know, it just kind of has snowballed from there I guess like every year of my life I feel like I delve a little deeper and a little deeper and Mm. what do you think was like what was pushing you towards delving more deeply into the faith and trying trying to choose Catholicism for yourself that's uh, I'm not entirely sure um I know like once my son was born well, we had him baptized in the church, and I think we weren't probably attending mass super regularly yet at that point. And and I think my mother in law kind of like talked to Mike about like, you know, if you're having him baptized in the church, this is important. Like, you need to bring him to mass. And so at that point, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I need to I need to do this. This is mm-hmm. important. I mean, right. we were we were young, um, twenty twenty four, I think, when Ben was born. So um, on the younger side for for new parents and um i don't know i guess i just i suppose having kids would be the thing that Mm -hmm. it's like i felt like i wanted to be able to have the answers for them that maybe i didn't have when i was growing up oh sure sure yeah that's that that can be a pretty i mean because you said you were talking before about how um that was i don't know if we were recording yet but that motherhood is mostly mental right yeah, yeah. So um, maybe that had something to do with it where, you know, was it was it more of like an internal um, searching or was or were you having a lot of conversations with your husband? I think it was a little more internal. OK. I mean, we did we did talk about it. We've always talked about it. Like, it was, mm-hmm. I think we've we've always had those big conversations. Um, I, that's one thing I did grow up with with my dad was like really having deep conversations. Like we, he's not a small talk person. So like (laughs) Mm I, I'm, I can do small talk, but I'm not really that either. Um, so yeah, I would say Mike and I immediately in our relationship started having some pretty deep conversations. Um, So that was always there, but yes, I would say at that point it became more internal. Like, 
I just, it moved me. I don't know. I just, everything mm-hmm. that I, every little taste that I got, it just um, really resonated. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, uh, I've kind of always been curious about this, but while you were, while you've been pregnant, because you have multiple kids, not just, mm-hmm. not just been, but um, does your prayer life change significantly when you're pregnant? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, because all of a sudden there's like, this thing that it, it's like you have zero control over it mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. you don't know what's gonna happen it's so scary and overwhelming and i, I don't know well, scary is maybe not the right word but like it it can be it can be scary yeah it can be um, scary yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is scary um uh, well i remember like early in my pregnancy with ben i had um, I had some bleeding, uh, and that was really worrisome and, mm-hmm. you know, been to the doctor and they checked it all out and everything looked good. And I just remember like lighting a candle and getting on my knees and just bawling and praying, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like, it's amazing how traumatic things can bring that out in you. But, but yeah, I would say, um, definitely probably with each child brought out more and more of that faith. I also think too, you know, naturally, um, naturally I think your prayer life would, would go up with parenthood because, um, here you are like, especially probably with your first two, mm-hmm. like it's just you <laughs> and your husband. And really it's just, you know, you like, yes, you have to be the support for your husband, but he's an adult, you know, he can make decisions, you know, and now you're bringing in, um, a vulnerable human being, a yeah. new baby into the world and it's like their life is going to be a big result of my parenting. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, like, definitely. I, it's like, you know, I, I know how to control my life, but now how I control my life is now impacting their lives too. Yes, um, that's very true. And so it's like, you can't do it by yourself. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you just, yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta pray for, for that <laughs> because uh for parenthood just in general yeah. um because yeah it's uh i mean we're expecting yeah, i don't think we talked about that no we haven't we don't have to talk about yeah, right yeah well, congratulations we don't have to talk about this, this episode's about molly we can talk about it no day. no that's uh, exciting but yeah i mean i mean naturally for like laura and i it's like um it just kind of kicks in. It's weird. It's that like our prayer life has definitely gone up, which it, it sounds weird to say that because it's like, oh, were you not praying much before? Like, no, we were. But like, you know, now it's like you're praying for something totally different that you really haven't prayed for before. Like yeah. you may have prayed for other pregnancies, but now it's like, this is your life. This is you. So well, now you're you're praying for you're, you're praying, praying for, for another you're, you're praying for another person. Yeah, you're praying for. Yeah, you're praying for your you know, 50% you're you and 50% your wife and, you know, it's your child you're bringing into the world. Yeah. So, um, it's different. It's weird. Cause like my, our baby's here cause it's, you know, Lord's walking around with it, but fit, like we haven't held it yet. Um, but it still feels like, you know, like that instinct of parenthood has already like kind of kicked in a little bit for mm-hmm. us of like, all right, we, uh, this, this kid is a product of us <laughs> yeah. and of our results of our mm-hmm. parenting. So, I think, I think naturally, like, yeah, your, your prayer life has, just has to go. I mean, I just, I'm not saying it has to go up, but like, if you're already praying, naturally it's going to go up. Your, your focus, <laughs> yeah, your, your focus, focus yeah, shifts. Definitely. 
I remember when I was, I remember when I was in, I was probably in college at this point, but I remember my mom talking about, you know, praying for us. And she said, Mm -hmm. you know, like when the kids are little, you know, there's stuff's hard, but it's, it's different. You're kind of there with them. You have control over. And she goes, it just changes as they Mm -hmm. get older. You know, you're now like praying over things like their heartache and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I, I just always remember those conversations that she would have about, um, you know, talking about praying for us like that always kind of stuck with me. And I I remember my grandma too, always talking about praying for us. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I mean that certainly shaped me back then. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that mom, I, I don't want to say that moms pray more than dads. I don't think that that's accurate, but I think sometimes moms are the ones that kind of, it's a different connection though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe are sort of orchestrating and directing the prayer a little more, if that makes it's sense. It's a different relationship, though. I get what you're saying, though. It's not necessarily you pray more, but it's like you're the mama bear, you yeah. know? Like I, I think you always, my mother-in-law always <laughs> says there's a, the the invisible umbilical cord. It never goes yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you just always kind of sense when there's something going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Moms know best. It's not that, like, your dad doesn't know you, but it's sort of like your mom knows you most. Yeah. Yeah. At least that was it for me, you know, uh, and, and my mom. It was like the mama bear claws, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you know, she she knew best. So, but so uh, <laughs> you're from Iowa. You're not from Iowa. You're from Wisconsin. Yeah, or, I'm from yeah, around okay. here. You're from around here. Okay. Yep. I went to Valders. Oh, you went um, to Valders. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, So what brought you? Did, did family life bring you back to Wisconsin or work or? Yeah. Or? So it was actually kind of a big leap. Um, So like left Stevens Point, lived in Iowa for a couple of years. And then when Mike was done with that, it was like, well, now what? Because, you know, he had this degree in, in music and, and I, anyone out there um, wanting to pursue music, like, I think you can absolutely do it, but it was just for us. that wasn't going to be the right choice because with his degree, he would end up like teaching at a university, you know, maybe some two year school mm-hmm. clear across the country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not the life that I want. I want, family i want to right. be to be close to home yeah. uh, mike's family is kind of all over the map um, he's got some family in like minnesota and a lot down kind of in the madison to platteville region um, and his parents were living at the time across the state um, in west salem so like right by lacrosse oh, okay mm-hmm. um, so we and, and his brothers, you know, at the time they weren't married or anything, and we didn't really know of any plans that they had for children or anything like that. Um, however, my siblings I knew all wanted to have children, and I figured they were likely going to stay in the area. So it was kind of a choice of like be close to the greater amount of family where there's like cousins and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so it was it was kind of a leap in that sense, and like I mean, we had nothing; <laughs> we had not a dime to our name, probably debt but but no actual money and and just came up here and kind of you know what do we do we have a baby and Mm got to start paying rent and um so mike uh mike's dad was in car sales uh his whole life so mike was like he kind of mentioned to mike i think you'd be good at this and you know if you want to think about it so he went to what was petrosky's at the time and applied and and got that job so he'd say yeah we moved up here and haven't left since. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, cool. but you, you, but you stayed, you stayed home, right? For yep. a large amount of time. Yeah, for um, 
11 or 12 years like exclusively um, and then started to kind of do some part-time work here and there. And I'm still part-time. But What was that experience like being a stay-at-home mom? Oh, good question. Early on, I think somewhat lonely. Um, I mean, we had family in the area and I, I was just so of like all of my friends and family, I was the first one to have a child. So like, like I said, it was kind of a leap for us to move here on the premise that we were going to have like the kids were going to have cousins and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, at the, then Ben was born and I think my sister was pregnant at the time. And then my sister-in-law shortly thereafter. Um, so you know, then I, then we started to have some like reasons to get together more. Um, so in the beginning I would say I saw my family a lot, but I didn't really have like friends in the area because none of my high school friends really lived around here. Um, so it took a while before we started to kind of get to know people like within the church community and within the school community. Um, probably not until Ben started school, um, back in the day at St. Francis and, uh, then I started to kind of get to know people. We I started to go to nomads meetings. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you've your listeners have know anything about nomads, but that's nurturing other mothers as disciples, just a, a Catholic moms group um, within our parish. And I, I started attending those and got to know some really amazing women. Um, that was something that enormously shaped my faith life. Um, in what way? Yeah, we yeah. we usually would read a book and and then that kind of like spurred discussion. But, you know, as the name would imply, we were talking about motherhood and discipleship and kind of how that all ties together. You know, how our faith ties into this vocation of motherhood. And suddenly you just feel like I think one of the things I loved about it uh, more than anything else was you you get that sense of like, it's not just me. <laughs> right. You know, you're going through these things and you feel so alone for so long and suddenly like you hear other people's stories and you realize like oh, other people are going through this too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's huge. But but yeah, we uh we always prayed at our meetings, you know, took prayer intentions and and just getting to hear these faith journeys of these other women some were cradle catholics some not um but just different experiences different opinions different it was a big a pretty big age range too like of uh, women you know some with just newborn babies and others um with kids in college so uh it, it really spans the you know, the full spectrum of experience levels of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Are you still involved with that or, or do you go everywhere? Uh, yeah. I, so for a, a number of years, I was actually one of the facilitators um, of those oh, meetings, cool. which didn't involve a whole lot other than just reserving the room <laughs> mm-hmm. and, sure, and sending sure. out an email reminder. Um, and now Amanda Krynick, um runs those. And I unfortunately haven't been able to go as often as I would like in the last couple of years, sure. but, but yeah, I'll still go to those meetings yeah. and, Mm. And I still stay in touch with all of those women. I've made some really, some of my very best friends, I would say, are from that group. What an awesome thing that our parish has, though, for moms, I think. You know, to be able to connect with each other, especially, you know, like you said, the loneliness that you experience as a stay-at-home mom. You Mm -hmm. know, you're not, um, but there's a lot of beauty around it, but you're not, you know, interacting. Like, I interact at work. You know, when you go to work, you interact with people. And, um, you know, so that way it, 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 you don't get lost in the loneliness. Yeah. Um, and if you do feel lost, you do not 
there's other people also feeling lost. So right. through right. that loneliness, you bond in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. What an, yeah, that's a great, that's a great group that we have there. That's great. Did uh, it get easier with the, uh, I suppose like just parenthood or, or motherhood in general, does it get easier with each kid or is it just everybody's got, each one has their own challenges and. Yeah. Each one has their own challenges. Um, I, I would say like the first one, I just remember like, <laughs> I remember a couple nights home from the hospital Mike and I were like both holding Ben's legs trying to change diaper because they're so squirmy and, and hard to <laughs> control. And like, you don't, you yeah. know, if you've never done this before, like it's, it's um, kind of overwhelming. Uh, so yeah, just, it's like a huge learning curve. Um, and I think that's what makes the first one hard. It's not necessarily, I mean, if you have a, a colicky baby, that might be an issue, but I think for most people, it's just the fact that it's, like I said, a huge learning curve. Uh, because it is something you have never done before. And there's no there's no book to it. No. And, and you <laughs> no know, I mean, babysitting is great, but that doesn't, you know, you're sitting with these <laughs> yeah. kids for two or three hours, not 24 mm, right. <laughs> seven. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, I would say our second one, I remember feeling very like prepared going into it and thinking like, OK, I got this. And like the newborn side of it, like taking care of a baby mm-hmm. was easier. OK. Um. But all of a sudden now there's two of them. And <laughs> when I'm home with them alone, I'm outnumbered. So mm-hmm. yeah. that made it that made it harder. Um, I would say once we had our third, things did feel easier. But Interesting. she yeah. was she was a super easygoing child. Okay. And still is. Um, so I don't know how much their temperament plays into that, but I would mm-hmm. assume, you know, it, it's it's a factor. What's the age range between your first and your third? Um, for four years about. Okay. Gotcha. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was that was pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Four, there's two years between Ben and AJ, and then and two years, not quite two years not between two years, AJ and Ellie, and then a little more, a little like three years between Ellie and Penny. So mm-hmm. the way my dad and my mom would always talk about like what was the hardest, he was like, everyone, every, it's always hard, <laughs> but uh, you go from double teaming. To man to man defense, yeah. To now zone when yeah. you add that third. <laughs> so, uh, my my sister is six years older. My oldest sister is six years older than me. Okay. So I think he said like that made it a little bit easier because like she was six and like a mature six year old. Sure. So he's like that probably made it easier, but he's like, yeah, like it kind of got hard because you know especially I I would think like if you had like a three or a four year old and it was like bang bang bang. You got two toddlers and a newborn. I feel like that would be like, <laughs> be really hard. Yeah, <laughs> but I, maybe the age range for my dad made it a little bit easier with the six years. Um, but uh, yeah, that zone defense, he right. said it was, it made it harder. Plus Definitely. adding a boy, it was two sisters, two girls and oh, a, sure. a wild boy. So he's like, yeah, he made it a little <laughs> bit harder in a different way, in a different way. We... Um, we always kind of joke like when one of our kids is gone, like if somebody is at a sleepover or something, like it immediately makes it easier. So we're like, <laughs> we just have one too many, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it, but it is, it's crazy because yeah. then all of a sudden, like, yeah, one parent is outnumbered, but we're, you know, it's, it's just a lot easier to manage. I don't know. Yeah. It just changes the dynamic. So yeah. yes, being uh two to one kid to parent is definitely makes it a little more challenging, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, would you say that like uh, the once you had 
your first. Are there like, is there like a switch that gets flipped somewhere? Because I've heard like different opinions from friends who are parents now, mm-hmm. uh, who have had their who have had their children, and um, I ask one of my one of my uh, fraternity brothers, and he's like, "Yeah, man, it's really weird. Like you 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 bring your child home, and all of a sudden, like everything everything matters. Everything is about the baby. You love them more than anything you could ever understand. Yeah. You thought you love your wife more than anything, <laughs> but then you bring this baby home. You're like, I love you even more." Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like switches that happen. I'm just cur- kind of curious what your experience was. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would describe it as a switch, but it's, it, it is very sudden. I remember like being pregnant with my first and having that like terrifying panic moment of like, like this is it. It's forever. <laughs> He's not gonna go away. <laughs> just like it suddenly was really overwhelming and 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 you get home and it's that's the that's the truth that's like Mm -hmm. it's it's all the time it's it is 100 percent a full-time job Mm -hmm. yeah how has um so how has your faith been built into the the family life you know you talked about like as Mm -hmm. a kid uh you were you you believe in god your family was very prayerful maybe Mm -hmm. didn't intend mass right um because you said around second grade so um is that something that like just was like i think you mentioned in the beginning like okay uh, i need to be baptized and mm-hmm. we need to start going more um what is we've, we've asked lots of parents on the podcast and i feel like um as people are future parents hopefully uh that well, you're a parent now yes right but I'm, okay yes i am a parent now uh, but when I bring my parent or my, I bring my parent, when I bring my child <laughs> into the world, holding it for the first time, yeah. uh, you know, I think Cameron and I have mentioned multiple times on the show, uh, we really desire our kids to be faithful kids. You know, we bring our kids to church, but like, did that just like instinct kicked in or, or was that like, how did you build that into the family? You know, was it just like, we're going to mass together or was there something at home praying together? What, how would... How is the family, um, is that a big aspect of the home life too? I would say mass was probably the first thing. Yeah, okay. Um, that kind of built that. I don't know that Mike and I were always very like prayerful together as a couple. Like I know we both prayed and we both would talk to each other about, you know, I yeah. just prayed about this or that kind of thing. But I, I don't know that we started like praying together you know now it's like we're lying in bed at night before we go to sleep and we'll pray um together and often about our children but right (laughs) uh, usually about our children uh but yeah i don't know that we did as much other than like maybe a prayer over dinner um that kind of thing um i'm trying to think when that really started creeping in i guess i would say so I've had a few miscarriages, actually. Um, And the first one, uh, I would say that that was probably the point where Mm -hmm. we maybe started praying together as a couple more Mm -hmm. and and probably bringing the children into it a little bit more. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, those faith-shaking experiences will definitely get you praying more for sure. Uh, Outside of that, I think when my kids were little, like we used like the children's Bibles and, and that sure, kind of thing. Sure. Um, I do remember years ago, Mike and I started reading 
Actually, we started blogging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, go on. Right? Yeah, go before on, podcast, please. yeah. Uh, we, we started blogging. We were reading the Bible together, and we yeah. were really scrutinizing it, and like kind of, it, it was kind of along this these lines, you know, like we would just sort of talk about it, and like, what do you think of this? And some of it was funny, and some of it was weird, and some of it was just questions, but that was, that was a really cool experience. I don't know why. I guess we just, you know, you get busy. And don't make time for it like you should. Um, but yeah, we we did that for quite a while. And kind of went away from it for a bit and then came back to it for a bit. And no, I think we just sort of like sure. read, you know, kind of maybe in our own time, hmm. separate hmm. from one another. But I'm losing my train of thought. I don't even remember what your original question was. No, I think you answered it. Have you heard of the Bible in the Year podcast with yeah. Father Mike Trance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to talk about at least once episode. We're legally obliged. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not I think so. I, I, <laughs> will, I will give Father Mike all of the free publicity yeah. he would ever need because God bless Father Mike Schmitz and Ascension Presents. It's great. It's a great outreach. Definitely. How far are you? Are you done yet? I'm in the hundreds. Scrub. I mean, it's better than zero. Yeah. I mean, I I restarted. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I restarted oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Because I like was doing it and I stopped and I was like, eh, I need to go back. So I'm in the I'm in the hundreds somewhere. I don't know exactly. Uh, I don't know exactly where. You're I'm probably at. still in the. Yeah. That's um, a took. Yeah. I can't remember. No. And I am. Yeah. Yeah. Judges, yeah. maybe? I think around 100 is the first Messianic checkpoint. So probably just got into the promised land, Joshua. Uh, yeah. Mm. Maybe I'm not as far as I thought. I don't know. I'm on my second go-around. So nice, dude. Bible year and catechism year. Do you actually like stick nice to slacks. doing one a day? No, mm-hmm. I do when I when I have to go to the office. Oh, okay. So I only, I only drive up twice a week. I want to yeah. try to do it more, but like in the mornings... When I do work from home, I either am going to the gym in the morning and contrary to popular belief, uh, the Bible in the air and the catechism doesn't really get the blood flowing to pump some iron. You know? yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And then, and then Friday I, I, I sleep in and then I roll out of bed and go directly to my computer. So yeah. uh, I probably do that. I probably do it more often, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, when I, when I go to the office, so it takes a long time, but. You know, it's not long enough where I, like, forget yeah. kind of what's going on. Well, and kind of to your point on that, I think that's, like, you know, we throw parenthood into the mix and, like, habits like that can be so hard to, to build because, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you really have to, like, commit to doing this every day. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, I, you know, we used to... Um, like, read a little Bible verse or, like, a, like children's... Um, devotional or something like read mm-hmm. a daily thing to the kids at bedtime but now they're kind of kind of growing out of the being read to thing so <laughs> yeah not so i can read anymore, now but, yeah yeah um, well, you can say well you know read on your own and tell me about it or we're gonna yeah. read to <laughs> right. it. uh sorry you think you mentioning uh the gym uh so you now do a lot of personal training in house mm-hmm. um and you mentioned we you wanted to kind of build that into the podcast because it it, it has how has it impacted your faith as far as the in-house um um personal training and how'd you get start doing that i was curious yeah so great question um actually when my oldest was 
about a year. I remember I was feeding him like peaches or something like strained peaches, you know, baby food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And he really liked it. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't eat peaches, you know, like, like, how am I going to get him to do this? Yeah. Um, when he's older and I, it like really, it was a light bulb moment for me. Like if I want my kids to do good, you know, to take care of themselves, to be disciplined and all that, like I need to do this. Um, so that was kind of the beginning of like my journey, I would say in, um, like health and fitness and that kind of thing. Um, and I think like for me, that's a huge, there's a huge connection to like, doing stuff like that and, and your faith life, because I think there's so much like discipline, um, Mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. in both that are necessary. And, and so like a big, um, rewind. Okay. So I remember talking to my brother years back and he mentioned the idea of stewardship. You know, we were talking about like taking care of yourself and how it's not a guarantee that you're going to like live longer or not get cancer or that kind of thing. Right. Right. Like you got to eat healthy and do it. Why? Because you want to be a good steward to your body. And, and so I kind of like that really, like that really resonated for me. And, um, I just wanted to really live that out. And so I guess, um, this, you know, the health and wellness, you know, fitness thing kind of like manifested through that side of my faith life you know the idea of like stewardship of the body like this is a gift that was given to you you need to take care of it um to your body like a temple yeah 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 exactly and i definitely if i am not taking care of my body i can tell you my faith life is probably suffering a little bit too they they definitely to me are connected um so i guess over the years i just really became interested in just gleaning as much information as i can but but in the idea of like how can i make this like manageable for for me as a mom but like for moms too like how do you like help people to 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 do this and incorporate this into their lives because it's it's hard we're busy um like if you don't have kids you're busy you know and then you throw (laughs) kids into the mix and it's like forget it like where Mm -hmm. are you supposed to find time to take care of yourself so um i guess i just grew on the idea of like teaching moms how to make it manageable you know finding small ways like you can do body weight exercises like right in your living room you don't even have to leave you don't even have to have a gym membership you can throw the kids in the stroller and go for a 15 minute walk around the block like make it work for you um, that kind of became my my thing and and I think like I said I feel the same like in faith life too I don't think it has to be like you don't have to be like this perfect devout Catholic straight out of the gate like do what mm. you can um, if you can't make it to daily mass right now because that's not your state in life then like that's okay you know just get to weekly mass and make it work for you mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know and I think so many people like have this idea in their minds that it has to be all or nothing when it comes to any aspect that we're trying to like discipline ourselves in. Um, you know, and I don't think, I don't know if that's correct really to say that your faith shouldn't be all or nothing. Cause I don't know. Well, I think you can have like an unrealistic expectation for what you're yeah. supposed to be doing. Right. It becomes it, for so many, it becomes about like, kind of almost like a checklist like Mm -hmm. well i'm not the perfect catholic so why even bother Mm -hmm. well i think the all or nothing like 
you can have that mindset, but also know that like it doesn't become all or nothing on day one. Like eventually you want to become an all or nothing, but the majority of people aren't just going to go from a no faith life to all of a sudden like sainthood overnight, right. you know, right. or like, uh, and I'm talking capital S sainthood. Yeah, those, are, like, those are, those are few are and far between. Very far. And few, yes. I'm sure there is a story out there of that. I'm sure there is, but like, that's not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying like there are, um, it, if that's you, that's amazing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the majority of people. Right. And it's like any other habit or any, um, I don't want to make like, I don't want to make like faith sound like a habit or anything. Cause it's more than that. But, it um, yeah. but you know, we've talked about like, um, discipline and like building something in yet. It's, uh, what is, what's father Mike Schmidt saying? Consistency will make you holy. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it, you know, you start low and you go slow and then you build it up yeah. and, uh, it's, it's building something mm-hmm. in, you know, once a week. Okay. Now I'm doing it twice a week you know it's, yeah. it's it's the same thing with fitness too mm-hmm. you know you don't go to the gym and say i'm gonna deadlift 400 pounds like See, oh, a lot do of, not do a lot that. of people no do. like don't, right and then they have hernias <laughs> and then i'm seeing yeah. them in surgery because yeah. they have a hernia and they broke threw out their back you know what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> so i tell you i almost i i was afraid i got a hernia deadlifting a couple did weeks you ago. Not, oh, no. did you know no, no 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 i, sure I think i know? no i <laughs> Hurting is one of those things that, like, if it's bad, you'll know, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, felt yeah, like I, yeah, it was like a, I must have, like, strained something in my abs because I was mm-hmm. I was in the position to, you know, I, I had the weight, I had the dumbbell, yeah. right? And then I straightened my back, straightened oh. my chest to start going up. I think I just did that too quickly. Okay. I think I was straighten, straightening my chest and lifting at the same time. And I think that rapid movement, like, strained something in my abs. Yeah. Um, yeah probably that or i was just trying to i don't know i i'm on a program so like i i'm adding weight you know every time i do right. mm-hmm. do the exercise right, right but, yeah um yeah you can the first time i did the program uh, a couple summers ago um i started far too heavy and i got really tired really quick mm-hmm. and gave up this time around because i work from home so often and now i can go in the mornings when no one's there <laughs> it's awesome yeah. I, I don't have to fight for a squat rack because that way you have two at right. the gym, right? So I can do my workout. I can get home and I can just start working. It's really great. Um, but that's become a habit now for me because I've been doing it for a couple months. Right. So I get up three times a week. I go to the gym. I lift. Mm-hmm. Go to the sauna. Take a shower. Come back. Nice. Go to work. It's really great. Yeah. Um, one of the... When it comes to prayer... I feel like you, we can also become scrupulous in the amount that we oh, pray sure, yeah. because yeah. I find myself confessing that I don't pray as I should. I think every time I go to confession, I always, I always confess that because there are, there are legitimate instances where I like, I feel the call to pray and I reject it um, because I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, Oh no, I'll do it later. And then I don't. Um, but like, that that for some reason in my head, if I pray morning prayer and I pray night prayer and I pray, you know, whenever I hear sirens or whenever I feel like when I'm when I see something very beautiful um, or, you know, before meals or, or whatever, I 
I've somehow convinced myself in my head that that isn't enough Mm. and that I should be praying more. Mm. Should I be praying more? Yeah, I think so. I think spontaneous prayer is important, but like that then diminishes like the liturgy of the hours and it diminishes the the prayers that we use throughout the day. Like this isn't good enough. Well, it's, it's, I know that it's something and I have no problem spontaneously praying and I love praying the rosary and I love sitting in front of the blessed sacrament. But it's just like if we get into our minds that it's supposed to be like, oh, we're supposed to be like, you know, St. Teresa of Calcutta, you know, (laughs) and just sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament for an hour a day in the morning right away. Um, And then we're like, oh, well, I only got 30 minutes. I'm not doing enough. This is this isn't good enough. Yeah. When in reality, like, you know, I'm I don't have any, you know, children in the world. (laughs) Right. So. I don't have that restriction on, right. you know, like my time. Like Beth and I are busy, but it's, you know, it's that busy uh, that like there, there's there's three, I think there's three kinds of busy. <laughs> and there's the busy you think you are in college. Yeah. Uh, and then the busy you think you are after you're out of college, you don't have kids yet. And then the the actual busy. The actual right? busy, right. <laughs> You have your, your parents and you've got your kids that are, in the world and they're they're doing things you've got to do stuff with them yeah uh so we're in the we're in the second busy right now so we don't have any we we don't have any children in the world yet so we think we're busy because we have all these these things to do but yeah anyway, i don't know or uh yeah we we can keep find, trying to find excuses and trying to tell ourselves that it's not enough and it's not enough and it's not enough um, but I think that's just a testament to the fact that we're always searching and we always want more. I mean, why do we feel like it's not enough? Like, is it because it's not enough or is it just because we want more? You right. know, we want mm-hmm. to have that better relationship with Jesus. And um, I know I, I will always feel like it's never enough mm-hmm. no matter what, no matter what I do and no matter how many good excuses, mm-hmm. good valid excuses I have for why my hours are filled with. Um, everything else that you know whatever but but uh, you know another point in in parenthood and I think not just parenthood but with anything in life you know we go through seasons in life and mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know sometimes your season is that you're more available to do these things and sometimes not so much mm-hmm. yeah. I did uh, that magnify 90 program yeah did you guys do yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, so I did that a while back and you know what it was like I don't want to say it was easy. Like it was definitely a challenge, but I, I surprisingly did really, really well with it. Like I was actually going to daily mass um, four times a week, most weeks mm-hmm. and like it's craziness. Right. Yeah. But no, oh, but awesome. and I thought like I, I was even once it ended, I was still continuing on with it until my kids got out of school. And I thought like, oh, they're going to get out of school and like it'll be even easier to do this mm-hmm. stuff because like I don't have to be somewhere. But suddenly you like have them laying around the house all day long and I got to drive them here and drive them there. And like, it just changed. And I, you know, fell out of practice with a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just my current little season in life. It's, mm-hmm. That's life yeah. though. Have you yeah. done it again since? Yeah. No, um, I actually, my sister did it with me and she wants to get going again. Uh, and, and then wanted to bring our sister-in-law into it also. Okay. Um, I said, I would love to, but I'm going to have to really, really modify it and think about how I need to modify this because there's just 
no way I can like do fasting and like not have snacks and stuff between meals. Yeah, um, while you're training for with, a marathon. Yeah, with marathon yeah. training. So I just I need to be realistic. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I would I would love to do it again. Like mm-hmm. full bore, that was pretty pretty spectacular. You've never done Exodus, John? No. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's something you should. I, I, I've looked at it and I, I think there's things that just, yeah. I mean, I'd have to adjust it, like you said. Yeah, but that's the thing is you shouldn't. With that, I, yeah. So it's like one the, of those things that like with my literal work schedule, I, I literally could Right. So, so like, like I've, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I've done the program twice. Uh, and I thought the program the first time was very good. I did, I did it. I did Exodus before we got, Beth and I got married the first time. No, not like we got married twice. Uh, <laughs> the first time before, I did it, the first time I did it was right before we got married because there were things that I realized that I needed to cut out of my life to be yeah, a better husband. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, very, you know, noble, right? Anyway, uh, and then I wasn't gonna. I, it was very. It was really hard. It was really, really hard mm-hmm. for me because there were. That was the year we had the polar vortex. Oh. So it was like negative. So it was like I was shut in my apartment by myself. Couldn't do anything. Because everything that I could do in my house was restricted. Um, and I've been playing video games my entire life. And that was like my, that's one of my outlets. Right. Uh, and Releases. so like those days were really hard for me. Yeah. Because um, I really felt isolated. Because you couldn't go anywhere. It was negative 40 degrees. My yeah. car wasn't going to start. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then when I did it um, again this year, I had no idea why I said I was going to do it. Um I, and I, I felt kind of that way where I was like, well, I want to modify it, not because I can't do these things, but I don't like, I don't like get it. Yeah. Where like, I'm a little bit more comfortable with like, I understand the idea of moderation. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand, I understand that it isn't good for me to play video games for 10 hours a day. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And I like, I take care of myself. I do fast. Like that's continued. Mm-hmm. I always fast on Fridays. Yep. Um, and that's that's fine. Sometimes I'll take a cold shower if like I know I've got something going on that night where it's going to be difficult for me to not eat meat. Um, sure. But I felt like the second doing it the second time, I saw like a lot of things in the readings that was this idea that like the things of the world are bad. Mm-hmm. Where like I get where it's coming from. Like right, the things of yeah, the world can I, very easily easy trappings for men, for yes, specifically yeah. a lot of the things in there. Like specifically, it's a great program for men who are trying to rehab from a porn addiction, right, sure. or um, lustful sins. I'll, I'll just sure, so sure. use that blanket term, but like by the grace of God, like that's not something that I struggle with. So, like it just it felt it felt weird reading those things. I'm like, well, I know that like. I know like these things inherently by themselves aren't bad, but like moderation is perfectly fine in things. Yeah. Elizabeth and I did the second time I did Exodus, she also did magnify 90. Yep. So like, it was really great for us because there we had just a lot of time to just talk yeah. and mm-hmm. just be together as, as a couple, um, which is really great because it's kind of like the first time we've had that since um, COVID. Sure. Because our first, year of marriage was COVID. Oh, okay. We spent our first anniversary in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, which was really exciting. It was just great novelty. <laughs> <laughs> Having to like dress up in our own apartment <laughs> because we can't go out somewhere. Uh, but I just felt like I, I felt like in that, in that same realm of not thinking that our prayer is good enough, mm-hmm. uh, where 
when you go down the rabbit hole of asceticisms and you're not a monk. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very difficult to stay out of that rabbit hole where it's like all yeah. of a sudden you think that everything that you do right is right. not good and you mm. shouldn't be doing these things. Now we're yeah. going now we're going towards Buddhism where like everything is bad. <laughs> and that's like every everything yeah, even not, the self is bad, right? right. Um, so I think it's a, it's like a fine, fine line. It's a really great program. If you want to jumpstart your faith life or mm-hmm. reinvigorate your prayer life, I think it's super great if you do it with your spouse. Yeah. Like the only time I'll ever do it again is if Elizabeth does magnify it the same yeah. time. Yeah. Because if one of you is doing the program and one of you isn't, then like you're living two very different lives. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that'd, that'd be, yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be very difficult. Yeah. So you probably won't do it cause I don't think Laura would ever. I also don't think you guys we'll is, do your it schedules are just with our baby haywire. The world. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I you would guys say the, the, the prayer, you know, the the religious aspects of it to me were probably the the most beneficial part of it because you mm-hmm. really yeah. just delve in. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I, I always kind of thought to myself, like, yeah, praying the rosary is nice, but I don't know if it's for me. You know, like <laughs> that was just kind of my kind of my attitude about it, and mm-hmm. and then I started doing it, and I actually was um, more regularly praying it even before I started doing sure. magnify, but but then suddenly doing it every day, and and I started to like research, you know, the other ways to pray it, like scripturally, mm. um, and my goodness like suddenly it was like this is for me i mm-hmm. this is the yeah. thing i didn't know i was missing mm-hmm. um, yeah i think the prayer life when i've read about it like i'm all on board of with like you said the prayer life stuff all great um yeah i just the other a lot of the other things is like i don't know like my work life like literally it's not just it's mm-hmm. not doable mm-hmm. yeah not, i'm not trying to make excuses for not doing it but literally but you are like <laughs> yeah yeah. I also I've done like a soft Exodus ninety when I was in college. What does that mean? I wouldn't Um Cold Showers, yeah. Fasting Fridays. Yeah. Um what else was on Exodus ninety as far as like non prayer? No, no alcohol. Yep, did that. No sweets. That's not yeah. Vigorous exercise, quote unquote. Mm, that was week. not that was not in it. Um, no but TV, everything else is done. Yeah, no sports. Because <laughs> I always do it during. I feel Lent. like I already like, do that. Guess what goes on during the only Lent? thing Play that football. Yeah, right. social media is Play probably the only thing I don't do. But I already do like a lot of that right now. See, like that's the thing. It's not really like, a yeah, sacrifice. So, yeah, like, alcohol is really, not really a sacrifice. You don't really need it. I don't know. Yeah, just yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. You don't, maybe <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I could do it. It just is like. I think it's good for everyone to do yeah. once. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think I think eventually I'll probably do it. Just like be like, yeah, I did it. But then like, what am I doing it for? Like you could do it. <laughs> you know, am like, I doing it for me? I don't know. You could do it. Like, is it is it public I'm knowledge? Is it, it public knowledge of the gender of your child? Yeah, that's fine. So like um, you wouldn't be able to do it with your daughter, right? But yeah, like one day if you have a son, maybe you do it. We've had like, yeah, I mean, like dads and sons do exodus you and our parish yeah i mean i'm not, together, I'm I not against right. it it's i'm not saying you're thing, against it i'm just telling you like wh- I'm just giving, like right now giving you times realistic. when you could yeah do it. i could you could do it down the road uh, again. aj yeah. my second son he 
his teacher, Scott Maternoski, um, did it not this past school year, but the year before. And I remember like when AJ came home and was telling me all these things he was doing, I was like, that's insane. Yeah. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it was funny when it came around this year and, and magnify is different um, than Exodus. It's not quite as like the asceticism aspect of it isn't quite as intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more on like relationship building mm-hmm. and well, as the name would suggest, magnifying the Lord. Um, but I, you know, I, I also kind of had that thought of like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. It's just too much, you know, it's, yeah. it, it wouldn't be possible, but then I don't know. I came around this year and I was like, I need this. I need this in my life. And, yeah. and I did it and it was so wonderful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe, maybe someday you should. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe everyone, maybe you get to that. Everyone gets to that point. What's that? Where maybe everyone gets to that point where you're like, oh, you know what? I could, I could really use that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then you just kind of make it mm-hmm. work for, as you say, you know, like make it work for you. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. But speaking of nomads, um, mm-hmm. I know that uh, we have a, I'm pretty sure it's public knowledge now, but uh, for dads, uh, Father Jason is doing That Man Is You. Yeah. Yep. Which yeah. is a, uh, uh, Starting I'm, in the fall. I'm not doing it because uh, I don't need another thing. <laughs> and it's like 6 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday. I'm like, right. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to go. I don't know how often. Yeah. It was like one of those things. I'm also on like, call and uh, like on weekends and such. So we'll see. Uh, is that on Saturdays? Saturdays, 6 in the morning, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. I'm. I'm it's yeah, I can't. I can't commit to it like yeah. every week. Yeah, it's just I'm just yeah. saying, like in general, like yeah. this. But no, I told we're having this this possibility. Yeah, this um opportunity for men in the yeah. parish. Mm-hmm. My old parish did it um, back in St. Charles, and it's because it's a it's like a program from right. what I understand. Yeah, you can yeah. kind of make it what yeah. you want, like yeah. parish. parish. Um, yeah, my old parish did it, and uh, I was in like high school, college, so like I wasn't part of it because i wasn't around but it's a great program i mean it's it's a really great i think um men relation like friendship bonding Mm -hmm. getting to know each other getting to know other catholic males in the parish Mm -hmm. um i think it's a good thing i think it'd be great for the i think it's going to be a great um um discipleship for the uh for the for the parish yeah i just uh i always feel weird like I just gave the talk on Tuesday for Saints and Spirits. <clears throat> Great job, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I presented on Blessed Bartolo Longo. Uh, if you haven't heard his story, it's just phenomenal. Look it up. It's pretty great. It's so great. It's so great. Uh, and I mentioned to Elizabeth that that's the most nervous I've been public speaking in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was a teacher for six years. Mm-hmm. So I'm very used to difficult audiences who do not want to hear (laughs) what I'm about to speak. And now I have a captivated audience that does care about what I want to speak. But it was the fact that I was like speaking to adults who Mm. I felt have far more authority than I do because I think everybody but a handful in that room were parents. Mm. Okay. So like I don't feel like as a married man without uh, children that are in the world that I have like this authority to like speak to what like manhood is or like fatherhood is because I haven't experienced, you know, 
fatherhood like taking care of a child sure. yet yeah. uh god willing right um and even like presenting on the saint isn't the same thing but like that i know that everybody in this room has a very good knowledge of their faith mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you and i started uh talking about doing the podcast I was like worried about speaking heresies. Oh like, yeah, sure. unknowingly, <laughs> unknowingly speaking heresies. We have sure. we haven't done yet <laughs> because I'm I'm well versed in my faith. I know my faith yeah. quite well, but at the same time, like I know that there are a lot of nuances in our faith. Yeah, where and there's a lot of smart people out there, and there's a lot of smart people out there <laughs> because, like, even when you're talking about Jesus in the tabernacle. Right, like Jesus is upstairs. Right, like yeah. in the, at the parish office here, there's a tabernacle. Right, so like, if you're just talking about moving, like one the uh, a ciborium, you know, like from one spot to another, like they they have VBS this week, mm-hmm. so Father Jason had to take the, uh, take the ciboriums and all of the ho- consecrated hosts to the other tabernacle in the Adoration Chapel, because with all the stuff that's going on in the church, it's kind of irreverent to have Jesus present sure. in in the host but like <clears throat> you could very easily like think to yourself like oh yeah we need to move it instead of oh we need to move him oh sure okay you know yeah. what i'm saying see, yeah. how, see how fast that is yeah where you're like oh i'm just saying like yeah we, yeah we need to move the suborium but it's like no no you need to move jesus, jesus right yeah. yeah because if we truly enter you know it's, it's like you 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 do believe that that's jesus but you can misspeak and you oh, can sure. speak heresy yeah, yeah. without like intentionally that, trying to right and that right. was my, that was my worry <laughs> when we started the podcast that i was going to unknowingly yeah speak heresy um right i don't know why i got on that tangent why was i on the tangent i don't know uh you were talking about not feeling Oh like yeah, yeah, the yeah 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 uh so like when it comes to like that man is you there's going to be lots of dads there who are like who have children in the world and are like raising children and i don't have that experience so it's like i feel like Mm. yeah i don't really have the authority to be here yeah i feel like that's that's why i'm like gonna go but like not talk and just listen yeah but then like are you really participating (laughs) yeah no i mean there's active participation in listening well like i said in in nomads (laughs) (laughs) right right I mean, you like, can actively like, participate just by listening. Yeah, my my students active participated when no, I was I mean, taking notes, <laughs> taking notes and stuff. Oh, notes! Oh man, Pfft. high class. No, I'm not going to be doing that. I'll be listening though. <laughs> uh, well, like I was saying in in nomads, you know, we had such a a broad range of experience um, in moms, and you know, some were just coming in with new babies and. Um, and some had kids in college and out of the house. Uh, I think we even maybe had a couple that had grandchildren. Um, oh, so, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it was, and I, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Like, I think the first times when I went and my kids were little, it's like I didn't feel like I belonged there or like I, like you said, had like I had the authority to speak. But um, I do remember like the first time I opened my mouth, like my ears burning, you know, like everybody's <laughs> looking at me. Yeah. What am I going to say? Mm. Um but I mean, that's I guess that's part of it. You learn from each other, and you and might you yeah. might have something that that you share with them, and more than that, they'll you'll probably glean some wisdom from the others in the group. But right, because otherwise it's just an echo chamber. 
Like if right. everybody was in the yeah. same point in their lives, everybody had the same parenting styles, everybody was doing it the same thing and everybody dealt it the same way, then it's just why are we here? It's right. Twitter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Twitter's less of an echo chamber. No, not anymore. Yeah. I mean, people, be. I mean, I'm not involved in like political Twitter, more sports. That's the only reason I'm on there is to like know what's going on in the sports mm-hmm. world. Um, but people have opinions. Not everybody agrees on it. People are allowed to have opinions. Yeah, oh, um, they can have opinions. What That's is fine. like the biggest group of people you would talk to? Like on that Twitter? you? That, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> on Twitter. Is I don't want you to talk about it again <laughs> about say, your vi- your that. two viral tweets. Uh, I've had more, but that's what <laughs> you, you say. <laughs> um, what is like the what is like the biggest group of people you would feel comfortable giving like a talk to? Oh, number wise, yeah. Like John, I want you to give uh, give your Saints give and Spirits my, talk I to give an eighth grade graduation speech in front of a few hundred people. Does that count? Yeah, yeah, I guess a few <laughs> hundred. I mean, I don't so know. So, like the church, a full church. Yeah, I feel like I'd be comfortable if it was something I was very confident on. Sure, and like I knew a lot about, and I knew that like this is something that I can present very easily. Yeah, a few hundred people. Few hundred people. Yeah. Like if it was like if it was something medically based and I could just like talk about what I know and what I do, yeah, whatever. But like over a couple, you you hit a thousand and you're like, eh, I'm not. I feel like I could do for a for a thousand people if it was something I really knew a lot about and felt that I was in. I want to say expert, but an expert in. Mm-hmm. Sure, two thousand people. I don't know the number. I don't know like I don't know like a max. What's two thousand people? What was that like? A full two thousand wa- full Waldo is Waldo two thousand. No, no nine hundred six hundred six hundred. I don't know. I don't know how big. The, I don't know how many people fit in the church. Yeah, I mean you could probably fit two thousand people in there. But really I great. mean, like if you pack them in sardines, sure. <laughs> yeah, you break I guess every like, fire code law and man. We were yeah. at the parish mission. It was pretty full, and yeah, I remember them saying there was about four hundred people. Oh really? So, oh, okay, yeah. then I mean uh, maybe I maybe five hundred if it's really. <laughs> I'm really on maybe like. A cathedral be like the the cathedral, a cathedral, or the like the <laughs> cathedral, like the one we have in Green Bay. I've actually never been to that cathedral. I've I've been to one in Milwaukee though. What? I That's not. not true. Have I? I don't think I have. You haven't been to the cathedral? Sure. I don't know. I'm not from here, dude. No, 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 no. You've never been here. to the cathedral in Green Bay? No. What? I've, I don't. How? We just don't go to mass up there, man. Like just like passing, you never like. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen it, but I'm not like I haven't been inside. You know, there. really? No. Oh my goodness, you're missing out. It's <sighs> no, I'm gorgeous. sure it's beautiful. I mean, gorgeous. There, I've been, I've never been in a cathedral that wasn't pretty. So yeah, it, it knocks the <laughs> socks off every other church. Yeah, I mean, it knocks the socks off all the churches we have here. Well, yeah, we don't have a cathedral here, so yeah, Marshall's up there, but like <laughs> Marshall's I love, very I love Marshall, but like it's the cathedral. Stunning. The the instead of a quote unquote crucifix in the at the back of okay. the, in the in the in the sanctuary, there's this gorgeous floor to ceiling painting of um, the crucifixion. That's pretty cool. With Jesus and the thieves and Mary and John, the the crack in the the crack in the in the in the ground after Jesus's death. Yeah. The um, soldiers playing lots for his clothing, um, and then like the angels coming to uh, collect 
I don't know if it's there. There, there are angels there that are by yeah. Jesus and flying to Jesus and um, the image of God the Father and God the Holy Spirit nice. in the in the in the upper part. It's gorgeous. I have to go see it. It is drop. Yeah, not against awesome. going. Obviously, there's. But I've, um, just, I've, I've never been there. And they uh, other stained glass is. Um, the uh, one side is the glorious mysteries of the rosary. I think the other one is the um, joyful mysteries of the rosary. Have you been? I haven't. No. No. Oh, See, there you go. See, I'm not that gracious. weird man. Yeah. You guys gotta go. You should go. You gotta go. Yeah, I'll you go. Gotta I'll go. go. You gotta go. I'll go sometime. You gotta go. You just gotta go. <laughs> What's the prettiest church you've ever been in? Um. Well, I haven't. I don't know. I, I, as I've kind of explained, I feel like I'm still fairly new in this whole faith thing. Even, um, I mean, I guess not anymore. But uh, I, I haven't probably been to that many different churches. But um, personally, the prettiest one that I've ever been to was actually the shrine in La Crosse, um, which my mother-in-law was actually the construction administrator. Really? No way. Uh, yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I know Elizabeth yeah, um, was the just there. Yeah, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, yep. that's pretty yep. neat. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was pretty incredible to see um, as that was being built and mm. um, to see the finished product and everything. So, yeah. They have, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. yeah. they have these gorgeous paintings. And Elizabeth's trying to find out who the artist is who does the paintings. But behind each of their side altars, they have paintings of saints because those altars are built over relics of those saints. Mm. So, like, they have wow. a relic of, um, I believe one of them is St. Faustina. Okay. Um, St. Maria, uh, Maria Giretti. Giretti? Wow. Yeah. No. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, there is a... Um, uh, not a fertility, but a Saint Gianna. Thank you. Gianna. Yeah, okay, yeah. You Saint Gianna um, is there, not Maria Gretti. Maybe she is. No, Maria Gretti is one of them as well. Okay. Yeah, um, they have a couple of other. I forget, and I'm not going to take the time to keep thinking and then misname them again. But yeah, that that's a gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Fr- when did that? When was pictures. that built? I don't know. Um, it was probably. Somewhere between like 2008, 2010. Okay. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been to lacrosse in like years. Mm-hmm. So I got to get over there. But I, I don't have like a, like, I haven't been in that area. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got to get over there. But Can I, I give you a there. top three? Sure. Of my uh, most. Yeah, we can do that. Churches. Yeah, we can do that. Um, fine. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, We went to the one in the, 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 I don't know if you call it a recreation, but. Notre Dame, Notre Dame in Montreal. Oh, okay. In Old Town, Montreal. Um, drop dead. It's just amazing. Um, the uh, the um, Saint Joseph's Oratory in Montreal as okay. well is gorgeous. Um, built by Saint Andre Bisset. Um, that is just colossal. You don't know yeah. what the word colossal means till you till you see the oratory. Yeah. It's Unbelievable how how big it is, and then um, Our Lady of the Mountains in um, Grand Teton National Park. Oh yeah, sure. It is a small log chapel. Been there. Oh neat. You've been there. Yeah, yeah. It's just gorgeous. 
simplistic. But is it doesn't it have the view of the Grand Tetons? It has. Like you, yeah, yeah. you walk out yeah. um, right beyond the stained glass window of the um, Sacred Heart. Yeah, is the Tetons. Right. The, yeah. The three, the three big ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. There's no tabernacle there. They only, they only consecrate enough hosts for how many people are there. But the mass we went to was a traveler's mass, obviously. That's cool. Um, yeah, we never we, went to mass there. We just we we went to there, but there wasn't a mass. Mm-hmm. We thought there would maybe be eight people, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like the only people that are going to be there are people that are there on vacation that are going to take the time to go to mass. Right. Um, packed. Huh? It nice. was packed. There were still people there, standing room place. only. There was um, everything was ad hoc, like. Hey, you know, we need this person to do this. We need this person to do this. You had to put a host in the bowl for, you know, if you're going to receive. We had to all open the windows because it was getting so hot in there. Yeah. Um, It was just Elizabeth. Elizabeth will still get choked up when she talks about that mass because Mm. when we think about the, the next time we would ever see any of those people again is in heaven. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about, man. It's like, that's a beautiful experience because you're all travelers. You don't know anybody in that room. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows anybody, anybody except for the person that they're traveling with. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only experience that you, maybe one of the only experiences that you'll ever have like that or that they'll ever have like that. And what yeah. brought you together was mass. Yeah. It was mass that like, cause yeah. we knew we needed to go to mass. Right. Yeah. So we took the time to That's awesome, drive man. I'm getting chills. Because it's a little out of the way. It's a little out of the way as far as like the the national park itself. Like it's quite far away from the Tetons themselves. But it's just one of the one of the greatest experiences uh, of mass that we've ever had. But it's just so simple when you put it next to the other two churches that I listed: the Oratory of Saint Joseph and Notre Dame, Notre Dame, whatever Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> you know um whenever i i uh, whenever i like because i just gave that talk on say Bartolo Longo, who is italian right yeah so i always felt i i felt weird i'm like i'm gonna butcher this language or whatever so like when you're gonna say words that are in a different language do you try to say it with the correct accent or do you butcher the accent like uh, what man, what is right. what is like you know you don't want to hear my Italian if that's what you're saying. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. What I'm is it? I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. No. Because I'm going to butcher it. As you mean, no. Yeah, but it's like, but w- you, do you try to say, like, if you're listening to somebody, okay, we'll just go like one of us. We're white. Okay. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. We, we're European. <laughs> yeah. Right? So like, if uh, if you're going to talk about Mexico, right? Okay. Is it is it better that I just say Mexico instead of Mexico? Probably better to say Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Do I sound like a jerk if I say Mexico? Kind of. Kind of. Right? Yeah. But then, I yeah, but so. then, oh, that's a good point, though. Then is it weird, like, you're not from Italy? I'm not from Italy, but I am American. Is it okay that I say Hawaii instead of Hawaii? Oh, it's a good debate, man. Right? Mm. Yeah. And what, what's the drawing line? I don't know. What do you I, think I about... Think to me, like, what bugs me is when people, like, insert words in an accent like within their own language as opposed to like you know if you're speaking spanish oh, yeah, you're gonna yeah. speak it in that proper 
dialect right, as right, opposed right. to yeah. the Americanized butchered version of it. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Yo true. hablo inglés. You know, like, <laughs> you're going to try to it's say it's about it the inflections, with the sort right? Of like dialect yeah. and accent or whatever that they're yeah. using. Yeah, if yeah. you're legitimately asking de donde eres, you're right. going to say that instead of de donde eres. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. I just always felt like. Yeah, even yeah. even when I was in German classes, I am German, like, but I'm I'm also <laughs> yeah. American, so right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like this isn't my deal. I don't know. Yeah. I I just always felt that it was kind of weird, because I would talk to Father Jose, and Father Jose is from Mexico, so mm-hmm. like he can do whatever he wants. But like when I would ask him questions about Mexico, like I would feel weird about saying it in the correct like accent because. American. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the, the line is. Maybe we just have to ask the right people. We shouldn't be asking other white people. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably not, yeah. yeah. Just call up Father Jose. Is, yeah. <laughs> is my really over the top Italian accent offensive to you? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 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 Cuz oh. I mean there there's comedians who have done really great bits in this like uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Latino, but like he when he when he went to Hawaii, he was able to say Hawaii instead of Hawaii. Is is that just because he's not American? <laughs> he's not white. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I I don't know what like wh- when do I get my when do I graduate to be able to say the correct accent? That's all I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on the context. Yeah. What do you think like is preferable if you go to a different country? To what? To speak their language or to Yeah, not? if you're gonna like try to speak their language, should you try to do the correct pronunciation or is it better that yeah. you just try to get the the word out? <laughs> I think if, I think you can try. You know I think like try, try to get the right the pronunciation, pronunciation as long as you're not like over the top like being stereotypical with the accent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference between like I'm trying to pronounce this right versus like I'm trying to talk like you. You know what I'm trying oh, to say? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, you can try to pronounce it right. Like, there's different, like, Rome is Roma, right? Like, in Italy, it's not Rome, it's Roma. Pretty sure. I only know Or, Roma like, pizza, Venice so. is, is is a different word. We, have, we had this conversation earlier about, like, the translation of, like, that cities have different like um oh yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so like yeah if you pronounce it if you pronounce or say it how it's spelled like from sure from their standpoint and how they pronounce the word not how we pronounce mm-hmm. it you know like it's like new york is new york trust but new york to his uh to spanish speaking people is nueva york you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so it's like the same <clears throat> you know what i'm trying to sure. say i got you i got you I got you. Like if you're trying to pronounce it like how it's pronounced in that country, I think that's fine. Sure. Okay. But if you're using an over the top accent, yeah, probably try not to. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. So <laughs> Molly, you said you probably guys not. you've you've traveled a lot with the with your family. Yep. Have you ever gone outside of the country? We've not gone outside of the country, no. Not yet. Just in just in the in the States. Right. So what states do you need to get to yet? Um, well, after this trip, we'll have gotten to 30 states. Nice. So, oh, right on. Nice. Uh, it's a lot still that we need to get to. It's but, pretty good, though. Uh, my, my bucket list one is Alaska. Beautiful. Um, mm. I mean, we it's hope stunning. to get to all 50, yeah. but yeah, I, I I really wanted to go when I turned 40, which is going to be this September. Um, 
but that's not going to happen just like circumstances and yeah. um, Mike's new job role and everything just uh, that's just not going to happen right now but um, but yeah so we'll we'll have 30 checked off after this so. wow would you cruise because cruising Alaska is a cool way to see yeah. it yeah that's yeah. yeah we would probably fly yeah there and then and then yeah do yeah. the whole do experience the, yeah it's yeah. A really it's a yeah it's stunning yeah. it's a stunning state it doesn't feel like you're in the that in Hawaii, I would say are like Hawaii, <laughs> Hawaii <laughs> uh, are like the two uh, states that don't feel like you're in the United States. Sure, you know because it's so different. Yeah, you know. I mean, I you're, I, yeah, you're almost kind of not, not. Yeah, the, not the lower. Well, right, yeah, area. like Alaska is closer to Canada. Obviously, it's connected to it, um, but just like. Um, scenery wise mm-hmm. and just the flora and how untouched it is mm-hmm. it almost feels like you're in northern canada but you can like make that argument part of the united states for a lot of different because like you could when yeah, we're yeah. In, when arizona we're feels in, totally different too arizona from feels Wisconsin. different scottsdale yeah. I mean, just yeah. uh, not scottsdale um sedona yeah. doesn't feel like america i mean just yeah. like, go to wyoming yeah, but like Hawaii, yeah. I would say feel. Have you been to Hawaii yet? No. No, Hawaii, I feel like feels like culturally different though, because it, I I I would say it is a different culture. Like Hawaii oh, yeah. is sure. part of the United States, but like we kind of like kind of took it from people, you know. So like, but the Hawaiian <laughs> culture is still very much prevalent uh, in mm. Hawaii. Yeah. So Hawaii is part of the United States, but like it's very um um very different, you know. It's yeah. tour. I mean, it, you know, it's tour, right? Like, there's a tour. It's economy as Yeah, yeah, but um, um, you know, the luau's and the um, the Polynesian influence mm-hmm. um is is very evident there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the names and just the culture. It's it the food. The food's yeah. totally different than any other food you can get anywhere in the United States. So it's also way more expensive. It is expensive, <laughs> depending on what you want, though. I mean, the the dairy is expensive because there's no dairy farms dairy in Hawaii. But like, <laughs> you just choose not to eat dairy there, you know. But like, fruit yeah. is super cheap. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's yeah. So, what has been the like favorite road trip so far? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough question. Um. Well, our very first one, we went to the Grand Canyon. That was kind of the the, the pinnacle of the trip. Oh, cool place. Um, so, I mean, that was just all scenery, you know, just so scenic. The second road trip, we went down to Gulf Shores. Um, so that one was a little bit more, like maybe just a little bit more like touristy, you know, like go to the beach and um, go to museums and that kind of stuff. And what did we do? We went to Niagara Falls, the next one. Um, so we did like a Great Lakes tour. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Visited all the Great Lakes. So that was, that was pretty fun. And I would say that was like the first one where like all the kids were really like able to remember. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the one after that might, that one might actually be my favorite. We, we did the Dakotas. Oh, okay. um, And yeah. Uh, you know, so like explored the Badlands and did Teddy Roosevelt National Park. Um, we did just a ton of hiking and I mean, is it the most 
beautiful thing we've seen, no, but I would say just like the road trip in general was probably one of my favorites just because like, like I said, the kids are at that stage where they can like do stuff and like we can all go for hikes and like they can climb mountains and yeah. it was, it was mm-hmm. pretty fun. Out West so. is like the only road trip my family actually ever did. We did, mm-hmm. flew a lot of places, sure. but this, this is like classic, just a funny story. Like my mom and dad were like, all right, like kids, you can plan our trip. And we were old enough. Like I was in eighth grade. My sister was mm-hmm. in college, you know, and they were like, all right, you guys can plan a trip, you know, and present it to us and we'll do it. And so we presented Boston. Okay. Uh, my sisters wanted to go. Um, and so they kind of put it all together cause they were more responsible than me. Um, presented it was like here we stay here's what we do they're like that's great we're not doing it (laughs) and they're like we're gonna i'm like what are you talking about they're like we're gonna go to yellowstone instead and we're gonna drive and i was like (laughs) no but that's a fun trip out west because we stopped at yeah um mount rushmore badlands Mm -hmm. custer state park did yellowstone did grand tetons out west is a fun trip yeah that's a that's a pretty place as well yeah. Well, and then last year we went, um, we did the Carolinas. Oh, okay. Um, and like, so we went out to the, we, we got, I was like a good uh, road trip where you get the ocean and the mountains. Oh, um, yeah. Those are my favorites. So <laughs> we had, uh, we went down to uh, Myrtle Beach. Um, and then we had on the way down camped in the Great Smoky Mountains in okay. Tennessee. Oh, so cool. What do you think about Myrtle Beach? Awesome. I've been to Myrtle Beach. I just want your opinion on what you thought about Myrtle Beach. I loved the beach. Um, as far as the town, it was kind of like I, the people were very interesting. You're talking no, about like Hawaii being like its own, like like it's different from yeah. all the other states. I'm like, mm, South Carolina was different yeah. from yeah. all the other states. It was very the beach in Myrtle Beach is is fine. It's nice. It's a mm. it's good to be. It's a good beach. I felt like it was like okay. It's like the Dells, where it's mm-hmm. sort of like yep. Um, like a lot of like like nothing against the Dells. No, I love the Dells, yep. but then there's like those things in the Dells where like why wh- why is this here? Right. Like, you know, like the yeah. like the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Yeah. It's like what what why? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, it, I <laughs> when, remember having that thought that it was this? very much like the Dells. Yeah. yeah, and it was like the Dells with all, but like not the not like the not the water park or like the fun or outdoors aspect of like (laughs) the Dells. It was like the cheesy part of the Dells where you're like, there's a golf, there's a a mini golf course every five. Yeah. 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 Mini golf course every five minutes. It's like, how many mini golf courses do you guys need in Myrtle beach, South Carolina? (laughs) What do you mean? Like the people were weird. What does that mean? (laughs) It, It was just a very, very different culture. I, I don't know how to explain it exactly. Like they just, I just felt like every time we were somewhere, somebody was having a really loud conversation in my <laughs> ear. It's like, they just were like not aware. Like they just, Interesting. they just weren't aware. They're just throwing and it, it all was, the wind down. Yeah. And like, even just driving down there, it was so intriguing because like, you're kind of out in the, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but it's like, you'd see like this little shack and then like, two doors down would be like this big mansion. Like it was just yeah. really unusual. Um, just, yeah, just culturally just very, very different. So I, I've, we've found that anywhere South seems to be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and just in terms of like the people and the way they are. I mean, we're so used to like the whole Midwest nice thing. Mm. Um, and not that they're not nice down there. It was just, just a different kind of a, 
like hospitality, I guess. Southern hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus Midwestern. Have you been anywhere where you're like, oh, you know what? I could live here. Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which part? Uh, the mountains. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, we just, I don't know. I just love driving through there. Like, I think the first time we ever drove through Tennessee, um, it was in the spring, and it was just, ugh, it was incredible. Like, just flowering trees. I mean, we get that here, too, I guess. But it, I don't know. It was just so beautiful. I just love the weather, and I don't know. What's the big city in Tennessee? Is it Gatlinburg, Tennessee? That's yeah, like the, is that is that how I pronounce it? Uh, Gat- yeah. Gatlinburg, I think. Is that the one that's in the mountains, though? That's yeah. like the biggest one that's like everybody mm-hmm. goes to. Okay. Yeah. Is that where you went? Oh, uh, we went through it. Oh, yeah, we went through. I don't okay. think we spent right. like a lot of time there. But yeah, yeah. I've been at, I've been at Tennessee once. It was Memphis though, so okay. very different than yep. the, than mountain part of Tennessee. Well, and like <laughs> we we did Nashville too on that trip, and yeah. it was we were kind of like okay, like if you're down here for a bachelor party, fine. But like, yeah, <laughs> outside of that, I mean, it was just kind of like a party city. I feel like um, it's where everyone does their bachelor. Party yes, now. it's very trendy yeah. right now. Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of like eh, like. I didn't love that, but, but the nature, I mean, we saw like several waterfalls and I don't know, it was just, it was cool. I liked the, the weather and I just liked the quiet, like it was, I felt like a slower way of life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like to go to the <clears throat> Great Smoky Mountains someday. There's just like so many bucket list places that I want to see, but I don't like driving that much. Mm. Well, that's a problem. I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind driving, but like when yeah. we drove out west, that sucked. Sure. Probably because I we didn't take my car. We didn't take the Fiesta. Oh, okay. We took the Verano. Um, and like Elizabeth does not like my car in any way, shape, or form. Mm. So I would have had to drive the whole way. Yeah. And in my car, like it would have been fine, but it's had like a myriad of problems. So it was all sure. like yeah. probably should take the newer, you know, more reliable yeah, car I, on road trips. I guess because <laughs> uh, we're trying to get, we're gonna, uh, I think in fall we're gonna, we're gonna get rid of it finally, the Fiesta. Um, but it's just like I, I don't mind traveling. I love traveling. I don't, don't get me wrong, but I like the fact that like if I need something, and I'm traveling like. I like th- whatever I need to be very close. Mm-hmm. So like if, I, if if we when we're in Scottsdale for CYMC, yeah. like we're at a resort. Like if I need something, it's fine. Yeah. But like if you're in the middle of bomb heck nowhere, North yeah. Dakota, <laughs> uh, where the sign says next gas two hundred miles, yeah. you're right, like, oh yeah. great, this is how every horror movie starts ever, and I'm gonna die. Mm. <laughs> It's like yeah. I, I'm more worried about things that are outside of my control. I'm sure, a good sure, driver, sure, sure. but That's like fair. not everyone else is. That's how it works, though. Mm-hmm. Like when you're driving out west, I remember seeing signs when we were in like uh, probably South Dakota or Wyoming. I don't know. It was like next stop 150 miles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, That's a long time, man. Yeah. My dad was like, If you guys got to go to the bathroom, <laughs> we're going now. <laughs> yeah. But then we're pulling get, over like, if you need to go. <laughs> you got like people that drive then with their sports cars going. Yeah. It's because the speed limit is like 80 on some of those highways. Yeah. Like, where it's yeah. just yeah. straight. Just go. It's fine. There's people just drive like 100 past you. Yeah. And you're like, What is going on? Then you get to like Wyoming when you start getting into like cliffs and mountains. And then it's and like, like, I'm going 
30. 10 miles yeah. an hour down <laughs> the thing, yeah. take, taking the hairpin turns. Yeah. These freaking trucks are going I past know. me with while carrying campers, zoom, yeah. 35 miles an hour passing me yeah. on the hairpin turn. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Anxiety. Uh, so I, it's maybe I just like, I'm a control freak and I just don't like things to be outside of my control. Sounds like it. That's why I don't like it. Sounds like it. So I don't mind flying, but I also don't like adore flying. It's like if I die in a car crash, it's probably my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but if I die in an airplane crash, it's probably not my planes fault. Are, planes are safer. <laughs> planes are t- statistically safer, yeah. yeah, but like it's out of your control. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So like you feel more in control in a car. You don't feel like you have no control in an airplane. Yeah. So our very first road trip, like I said, was to the Grand Canyon and you're talking about the, you know, no stop for 150 miles or whatever. Um, yeah, I remember the first time we encountered that. And and this was not like we were before the days of GPS or anything like that, but we chose to just kind of try to like do things a little bit more the old fashioned way. Let's have a real <laughs> road trip. Right. So we actually had like an atlas and we're like looking at the maps and stuff and like. In my mind, I was using this little, like, the, what do you call the, the scale thing, right, on the bottom, like, saying, like, um. Oh, like, the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, this one oh, inch this is 100 name. miles yeah, yeah, or whatever, so I was yeah. kind of using that and, like, eyeballing it, and then, you know, I'm thinking, like, oh, it should take us about five hours to get there, and then ten hours later, it's, you know? <laughs> so that was kind of our experience, but, um, I, I mean, it was obviously so beautiful, but I remember Mike just flying down all these interstates and there was one point where we went through a little town in utah i believe it was um and i mean it was 25 was the speed limit and he probably blew through it going 80 and (laughs) got pulled over and rightfully so um, (laughs) i got pulled over and the guy was like wisconsin Hmm. never seen anyone from Wisconsin before. It was almost like he pulled us over because he wanted to meet somebody from Wisconsin. <laughs> Did you guys, uh, we liked to, when we were, uh, like Yellowstone, like point out all the different license plates. Oh yeah. 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 Play the license plate game. License plate game. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got all of them, but, uh, Hawaii for Yeah. I think we reasons. usually, I think we've managed to get all of them pretty much. Yeah. Every, every road trip. Every road trip. Yeah. That's a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you have good, safe travels. Thanks. When do you leave? Friday. Friday. Nice. Yeah, we're gonna get up early, yeah. throw the kids in the car, and and, and skedaddle. Yeah. How far are you trying to get from day one? Uh, we hope to go about twelve to thirteen hours, so we'll get to kind of like the middle of Pennsylvania. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get past uh, Chicago, it's all flat land. Right. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Indiana is uh armpit of America. No, it's just uh it's, No it is. It is, but it's it, it's the uh no that's Gary Indiana. Uh oh, it's yeah. the flatlands. It's just like it's just that's what it is. Trucks, man. Just trucks. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean there's I mean, there's a lot of a lot of spots in Pennsylvania, Mechanicsburg, um lots of places in Ohio, Middleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Elyria is a big one too. It's like they're just on that stretch of land that yeah, goes through Chicago. Big trucks. A lot of trucks. Big trucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any any like interesting like uh, stories from on the road? Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, it, we've had a few 
fiascos usually involving you know bathroom related horror stories so i (laughs) i don't need to regale them but um (laughs) i i won't i won't uh embarrass this child entirely but on our last road trip we did have a child throw up after eating a fish dinner oh no Um, but we think it may have been from swallowing an excessive amount of salt water in the ocean okay um, prior to that because we had been playing for hours in the waves Mm -hmm. in the morning but Mm -hmm. but yeah so that was that was a little bit they get uh, into the bag into a bag no No. oh no the car the car smelled it was i think because it was such a like immediate thing it was okay. like it didn't maybe have time to like <laughs> sure mix, mix ruminates or whatever uh, stomach <laughs> and still seawater yeah yeah. yeah i'm trying to think if we had hmm. i think some of just like the little memories on some of our trips are the fun things like um on our first one i remember stopping in nebraska and you know you think it's nebraska like what's going to be here but we stopped in fort fort kearney although i'm told that we pronounce that incorrectly the Kearney? It might Carney? be. Carney? Yeah, Carney? it might be Carney. Yeah. Oh, that's way better. Um, anyway, so we stopped there and, and you know, my son was maybe five at the time and, and just like he was tired and like just done, you know, and just wanted to stretch his legs. And we just remember him like running from corner to corner inside this, like the fence <laughs> and this fort mm-hmm. and just like just an all out sprint, you know. So it's like little memories like that or... um on our trip to uh Niagara Falls I remember my daughter just at one point in the trip just stopped just and she was probably about five at that maybe that's the magic age for being tired I don't know (laughs) she was probably about five she just stopped and said I'm at four percent energy right now (laughs) you know it's it's just like the little cute little things like that or I don't know I remember my my baby girl um, on our very first road trip getting hit in the head with a Frisbee when we stopped <laughs> our very first stop. And that was in like in Wisconsin still, I think. Mm, nice. <laughs> stopped to stretch our legs and Mike threw a Frisbee and went right at her. <laughs> Great start for the trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> do you uh, stay in hotels or camp? A little of both. Little we of usually both, okay. try to do a little camping on each trip. Um, nice. I think, I think only one trip we didn't do any camping Uh, but this one this is the first time where we're going to camp like all in one place um usually we've like you know done a night here a night there Mm -hmm. and done maybe two or three nights that way but this time we're actually going to do three nights in acadia so Mm -hmm. tents oh yeah 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 that'll be pretty no no glamping yeah no glamping that'd be the only way i could get over to camp same glamping man yeah. Well, this yeah. is definitely not glamping. <laughs> yeah, I was Boy Scout, so like I could do camping, but yeah, that's right. She never go to camp. Yeah, I mean, like, what's the worst that happens? Bigfoot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I think uh, we've, right. thankfully, we've never had any kind of like camping. What? Shouldn't say we've never had camping disasters. We've never had weather-related camping. Oh, disasters. that's, yeah, that's a big. Yeah. Is, like we've that's walked a big out factor. there, but we've had a couple of trips where we've like run into some pretty, like. Like in our destination, we didn't have any bad weather, but like as we were driving, you know, like we yeah. skirted a few tornadoes or like some oh my goodness, severe really? thunderstorms. Whoa. Yeah. But camping yeah. in the rain is, I hope you guys aren't going to get any rain. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Know. We'll see. I guess we haven't looked at that, but that's still a few days out, so it could change. No, you'd be right. Weather is one of those right. things you don't think about when you're 
It's just like for some reason, it's just like the last thing yeah. you think yeah. about <laughs> until you're mid in the middle of Nebraska and there's yeah. big storm clouds coming. You're like, yeah. oh, it's summer. Yeah. Oh, it's Nebraska. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's right there. Right. <laughs> There's tornadoes in Oklahoma. What? Yeah, you're just like you don't think about it till yeah. like you're like, oh yeah, that is a severe thunderstorm. We should pull over. Where yeah. are we gonna pull yeah. over? Nowhere, because it's Nebraska. So like we, we used to go to Disney in like the fall, which is hurricane season, like mm. September. Oh, yeah, you know, you don't think about it. You just you just book it. <laughs> you just go. Yeah, I suppose. And then you're like you're there, and you're like, oh yeah, oh well. Yeah, we're in. So, um, what is one or two big things that, as a family, you try to incorporate faith into? So now we're getting up on like two hours. I want to make sure you get out of here. But <laughs> sure, sure. Um, hmm. Give us a second to think about it. Um, I think we just we just have a lot of conversations. Okay, we just. We talk a lot about what, you know, what questions do they have? Like, I'll try to, like, kind of go down a certain path with them. And then they're just, like, we just kind of leave the conversation open-ended. And they um, they jump around. They ask really deep questions. I, I just really enjoy, I really, really enjoy that as a family. I think it's important to me to, like, let them ask those questions and and wonder and be curious. And, and to know that it's okay. Like, we don't have all the answers. And, mm-hmm. and we probably never yeah. will. But... Um, but I love that. And then we've just, we really, really have come to just absolutely love the mass, like Mm -hmm. as a family, um, we've been going for probably uh, ever since the 6.30 PM mass time started, uh, Mm -hmm. in our parish, we've been attending that. And at first it was kind of like, a yeah, we didn't make it to church yet. So, okay, we should go. Um, and then it just kind of turned into our favorite time um, to go. I, I love the way that it like wraps up the week and starts the new week. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like a fresh start for the coming week. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. So we just like we actually enjoy it like to the point where when we do our prayers and favorite parts at the end of the day, a lot of times the kids will say like their favorite part was going to mass. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's they're awesome. just, they might just be being lazy because it's the, the last thing <laughs> they remember doing. Answer. I don't know, yeah. but. <laughs> what are you today? Well, I went to mass, so that's my favorite part. So. <laughs> but no, we, we really, really enjoy that. Um, I think the the kids enjoy, you know, now that they're kind of old enough to understand like the readings and the homilies and everything. And, and they'll ask some really interesting questions. Um, I've had the privilege this past year to be part of the homily help group um, mm. that we do with the priests and uh that that has really like changed the way i listen to the readings and the way that i listen to the homilies and and i've involved my kids in doing lexio divina a little bit too um so that's that's pretty neat to like have them like hey you can do this too like it's not you know the Mm -hmm. bible doesn't have to be inaccessible you can like ponder it and let the holy spirit come to you and reflect and not know what it means yeah i also feel like lexio is one of those things too that could like i don't like to say like an age thing but like kids can conceptualize lexio like Mm -hmm. you know you read it and then now okay now you're going to focus on something that in this reading just focus on a word or whatever like kids can do that Mm -hmm. like that's a great way i now i might have to like do that like think about that because that's a great way for kids like read scripture and be interactive with it 
Because kids get, kids already do that, like yeah. at, at school. Like, right. okay, we're gonna read this, we're gonna read this, and then we're gonna read it again, and yeah. then we're gonna read it a third time. Well, and how and often? Every time you do it, it's a little bit different. Right. But they can, you know, read it silently, and then they can read it out loud, and then they can just focus on a on a certain aspect. Yeah. So, For yeah, sure. that's really cool. And how often do you read something and like go, oh, I didn't catch that. I gotta right. go back. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. So it's like it yeah. really like lets you read it and let it sink in and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are some things that like kids, um, not that they can't conceptualize it, but like it might be like, you know, like harder for mm-hmm. them to do as far mm-hmm. as like different prayers and such. But I feel like that Luxio, um, they can they can understand that. I think also um, I think. we 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 like to sing. Um, yeah. As a family, sometimes like it's not necessarily real frequent, but like we'll sing to the kids at bedtime yeah. and they. They like, um, especially my girls, like to hear some of the hymns that we do. Um, to me, that really reminds me of my grandma. That that was definitely a p- very active part of my faith life, like my grandma um, teaching us to memorize scripture. And, and she used to sing and like compose her own songs and stuff. And so <laughs> like, cool. I, I remember yeah. uh, sometimes I'll still sing those to, to my kids. Like oh, my, my so grandma cool. made this song. Yeah, yeah. and um, That's so cool. Yeah, like it can really... Like it's one of those moments where like you really feel connected to the fact that there is a God because it's like how can you 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 do that and like you're welling up with tears you just feel this like person in your soul yeah. and I don't know that's how can you question that like mm-hmm. obviously he's there mm-hmm. yeah that's oh awesome. that's so cool thanks so much for sharing that that's really cool yeah. really enjoy that well. Uh, I feel like I had something else to say, but I forgot. So it's probably <laughs> not. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, looking over and seeing your family at mass. It, it's always really cool to see a full family at, at mass with kids and and everybody there. And I think that mass is is getting a little bigger for yeah. families. I think it's mm-hmm. that's yeah. really cool. Whenever there's a big group of kiddos that come up for the yeah you know yeah, quote unquote the children's the message, and you're just like you know we Elizabeth and I always sit in the front because I get distracted. Uh, and it's always really cool to just like see how the, the kids interact yeah. with, with father and just interact with each other. It's always just so. There's always quite a few. What a joy. Yeah. What a joy. Um, so um, what was your uh, fitness business called again? Mother to Mother Wellness. Mother to Mother Wellness. That's yes. awesome. Uh, so uh, if you would like to also be like Molly, you can email us at humblyspeakingpod at gmail.com. John does a really good job of fielding those emails. Yeah. I try to get back to people on time. Yeah. I, I, do. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that you've kind of taken that over now. Yeah, no problem. Man. You're a little bit more outgoing. You do a little I, bit more, you know, as far as the editing. So I feel like I got to carry a little bit of the load. Yeah. I edit a lot. Yeah, I know you do. So. Expertly edited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You, that, that email is humblyspeakingpod at, at gmail.com. Um, I know the parish picnic is, is, is coming up, so... If you yeah. have uh, any spare time, uh, the weekend of is it the August eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth, plan to plan to join, plan to come. Uh, if you have any extra time, plan to volunteer. I think we need two hundred and thirty yeah, volunteers, and we're only yeah. at uh, eighty was on Sunday. I think mm-hmm. it's probably a little higher than that now. But if you can give a couple hours, I'll be there behind the knights' uh, table, slinging slinging beverages. So uh, join us for that. Um, I feel like there was one other thing I don't remember. Must not have been. Saints and Spirits. 
Oh, it's in the experience. Yeah, that's Tuesday. in a, that's a young adult thing. It's Tuesday. Yeah, next, year. Yeah, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. And then uh, I'm giving the talk on the 25th. That's a Tuesday, right? Sure, why not? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Last Tuesday of the month. I don't know. <laughs> uh, please pray for us. Uh, we are praying for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Praise be Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.